BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines continued anger over closure of Milton Keynes' doctor's surgery. High speed on 40 miles per hour road recorded in Hertfordshire and dispute over disabled access to buses in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. Since the Willan surgery closed, the pressure on neighbouring practices has led to patients waiting longer than the national average for appointments. Patricia McCarthy from Willand Park wants answers from NHS England. What's missing is um, actually um, NHS England who have just become invisible. They shut the surgery overnight. We couldn't see them. They thought they'd solve the problem by just dumping people elsewhere. Britain's worst speeding offenders in 2014 have been revealed with the highest speed on a 40 miles per hour road recorded in Hertfordshire. A driver was caught doing 115 miles per hour on the A10 Great Cambridge Road in Chessent. The highest speeds recorded were two cases of 146 miles per hour on the M25 in Kent. The figures have been confirmed compiled by the Institute of Advanced Motorists following a Freedom of Information request. The Labour leader Ed Miliband is to set out a new pledge for primary schools that no child aged seven or under will be taught in a class of more than 30 for more than a year. Meanwhile, the UKIP leader Nigel Farage is launching his party's general election campaign with a speech in Essex today. Over 20 firefighters dealt with a house fire in the Buckinghamshire village of Ascot near Princess Risborough last night. Paramedics treated a woman who was so suffering from the effects of breathing in smoke. A Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on, despite the fact they'd taken the same service into the town. Jade Pieri says she and 80-year-old Gladys Croft had to take a taxi back to their Farley Hill home. The bus company Arriva says all routes will be wheelchair accessible by April, but Jade says she was shocked. I was shaking and crying and trying to be calm, but it just wasn't happening. They were quite adamant that I wasn't allowed on the bus with her unless I could get her out, but sometimes she forgets to walk because of her dementia, so I couldn't get her out. Official guidance is being issued about the use of hidden cameras to monitor how people are looked after in hospitals and care homes. The Care Quality Commission has produced a pamphlet that sets out what relatives need to consider, but care home owners say they're worried that hidden cameras could undermine the trust between families and staff. Extra police patrols are taking place in Bedford after a spate of thefts from cars. Bedfordshire police say the peak theft areas include the De Paris, Harper, Poets, Midland Road, Town Centre and Castle areas. In sport, Chelsea are still seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win over Everton. There were also wins for Manchester City and Manchester United and struggling Aston Villa have sacked manager Paul Lambert. The weather, a dry day but cloudy and cold with an odd bright interval possible, a maximum temperature 5 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Just been offered a very unusual ride. I shall, I shall pass now, as I'm busy for the next uh, three hours. But at nine o'clock, if the offer's still open, then we'll have a little look. Do you think the offer might still be open? I very much doubt. The it. offer's going to be closed, is it? That's a shame. Oh, 
Yay. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. On the show today, Dr. Availability? Yeah, go on. Is it available? No, availability. Okay. Wheelchair accessibility? Yes, that's correct. An extraterrestrial possibility. Well, we know that that's a fact. Yeah. We know. Probability, we should put, really, shouldn't we? Definality. Oh. I think I just made another word up. It's the first one I've made up in ten years. Wow. But it's a good one. Sorry? You make words up every week. Definality. This is BBC. The last word I made up was about eight years ago. Yes. Shindiggery. Right. I can't remember what it means. It means it just means like if you have fun a, times. Fun, it means fun times. You're having a little bit of shindiggery, some fun times, shindiggerous. You make all the <laughs> words up. You make you make a lot of rude words up. That is um, for the adult show that we broadcast on uh, BBC Suffolk at 10 p.m. And we don't let the three counties listeners know that we Shh, do that. Don't mention that. Don't let them know that we've got another show uh, on, a, on a late night show on another radio station on BBC Suffolk, 10 p.m. And it's utter filth. Utter filth. You're right, Kelly Betts. Yes, mate, are you? I'm waiting because I have foolishly, instead of asking you to get me a couple of songs... OK. I've asked... Do you know what? I could still not do it. I've asked Boily Boily Bum Bum. <gasps> and you're, you're not doing it. I asked I you to... I'm doing it. Are you not doing it? I'm doing it now. It's not done. I wanted... Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, it's not done. Watch this for being done. You'll be done in a minute. Here we go, look. It's getting done now. I wanted the greatest rock and roll song... Sorry. I want it's the greatest oh, rock song oh, of all time. Oh, it's done now. Oh, what's there? Yeah, flipping it. You're welcome. This is the best song by The Who ever. Ever.
Now, the sudden closure of a Milton Keynes doctor's surgery has left neighbouring GPs struggling to cope with demand. It's been almost two years since uh, patients turned up for appointments at the Willen Village Surgery, only to find post was piling up behind locked doors. Nearly two years, Catherine. Yeah, do you remember? I do remember it. NHS England says waiting times at five alternative practices are now way longer than the national average, with many patients being told it'll take more than a week to see a doctor. Catherine Boyle, remind us of the background to this Will and Surgery, please. Well, that uh, Will and Village Surgery closed unexpectedly in April 2013, hey. although it seems much... Much more recent than that, much, doesn't it? Much, much more recent than that, yeah. Although the NHS wouldn't say it at the time, it's believed that one of the doctors who owned it wanted to sell it. Now, this left many right. patients stranded, and instead of being reallocated new places on the basis of where they lived yep. and their requirements, it seemed to have been done randomly on an alphabetical oh, there order. Were, well, there were some well, families. If you lived in the same house, you might not be going to yeah. the same surgery. And some people said, you know, I'm elderly, I find it difficult to get around. Why are you sending me across town? Yep. So um, some people were unhappy, and these people were at a meeting last night talking about the future of Willenville village surgery and um, they told our reporter Tony Fisher that they now have a really poor service. Not good for us because we moved for, to a surgery that was what two or three miles away so we couldn't walk there or anything like that. Um, for, we're fortunate we don't have to visit very often but um, you know it's not a good service and of course the doctors won't come out that far if you're not well? Well, there are older people who live quite near to Willen Surgery. For, it was very convenient for them. But now they've got to go several miles and arrange their own transport in most cases. So how important is it to get this surgery back? I'd say for the community it's very important. Yeah, 
definitely, and for Milton Keynes as a whole, because the other surgeries are oversubscribed. Well, that was uh, people talking to Tony Fisher, our reporter, at a meeting last night. What was this meeting? Well, it was really well attended, as you heard there, from patients and campaigners, campaigners alike. About 100 people turned out there just to hear what was going on. It was a meeting about the future of that original surgery in Willen. And there is some good news um, oh. in that there is a potential bidder who is prepared to buy the surgery, which has now been repossessed. Now, we will talk to the, that bidder later on in the programme. The trouble is that he's dependent on the NHS agreeing to then effectively becoming the tenant. Now, the other issue involves a covenant which states that the site should be used for health provision. The covenant, first of all, needs to be recognised by a government department, which is the Homes and the Communities Agent Agency, which holds uh, it and then adheres to it. Now. Oh, <clears throat> Patricia McCarthy from Willen Park wants answers from NHS England. I'm reassured that our local council representatives are doing the best they can. I'm reassured of the goodwill of a supportive medical practice, Newport Pagnall, to help us, and I'm reassured by our prospective buyer. What's missing is um, actually um, NHS England who have just become invisible. They shut the surgery overnight. We couldn't see them. They thought they'd solved the problem by just dumping people elsewhere. We haven't seen them. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they did with the money they saved from closing the surgery. Catherine, where do we go from here? And when I say we, I mean they, them. Well, time is running out for them and us, and mostly them. In theory, things have to be in place before the next public meeting, which is on the 26th of March at the council. And then, of course, it's the run-up to the election and the local politicians feel it may get kicked into the long grass as a result. Now, these people told our reporter, Tony Fisher, that they have no confidence in either the government or the NHS. This sort of government um, body, HCA, they are a bit of a problem, we do feel. You know, they... Um... Well, they're not even aware that they're holding this confidence, so... No, no, they're probably not because they're so inept. They're a government body, so... <laughs> Well, you've got two problems. You've got the HCA and you've got the NHS, so... Mm, well, yeah. they're both inept, aren't they? <laughs> so do you see any future for Will and Surgery? Do you think it's going to be I, reopened? I certainly hope it will yeah, be opened. We, we definitely need the surgery. It was disgraceful the way it was just closed overnight. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the M1 northbound, one lane's closed here. There's been an accident involving a lorry between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Delay-wise, not looking too bad there, though, at the moment. The A6 Paula Radcliffe Way, you've got a lane closure in both directions at Clapham Road. The A40 Oxford Road, also a lane closure in both directions through the roadworks at Archway. Do expect delays if you're heading that way. And buses replace trains on Chilton Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Bratz for BBC Three Counties Radio. Paula, what you done with Sammy Bruff? I know, I've captured her. I wanted to go at getting up at four. Flipping heck, it's getting nasty at the travel centre. I know. Have we got you Doggy all morning? Dog over here. Oh, blimey. Well, go in, go in, in, yes, thank you. People often ask me, how do you get um, to work in radio? Well, it turns out you have to kidnap somebody. Hey, have you seen that brilliant film? And do you know what? I'm going to treat myself to it on DVD. The um, uh, Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis, The King of Comedy. No, not... I haven't seen. Oh, let me let me do the news, and then we'll discuss um, one of the greatest uh, Robert De Niro films of all time. Just bear with me. Hang on. Three Counties Radio. Oh, that was I missed it. That was the end of the news. So, 
I beg your pardon? Nothing. Sorry, your microphone wasn't off, Kelly, but I heard a little bit of bleed through from Catherine's mic. I heard your voice, yeah. I saw your lips move, and I could have sworn you said you're a plum. No, I said, I've got a plum. I've and why got... are you pointing to your... No, I've got... I've downstairs. Got I've got fruit, and in there is a plum. OK. I was just... Can I see the plum? Uh, yeah, let me... Um, see. Yeah. OK, yeah. OK, fair play. So, uh, it, Robert De Niro, Jerry, Le- Jerry Lewis... Yes. Sounds annoying. It is. Yeah. Early 80s, directed by Scorsese. Oh. King of comedy, Jerry Lewis plays a chat show host. Robert De Niro plays a, a completely mental um, loser. Wow, in a break from the norm. No. He always plays that person. No, a completely mental loser who um, thinks he's a stand-up, wants to be a stand-up comedian, and he keeps trying to get on Jerry Lewis's chat show. Jerry Lewis is like... That's not bad. Yep. Uh, oh, Dean. Right. Yeah. Um, so he kidnaps Jerry Lewis. Oh. And holds him hostage. Sandra Bernhardt holds him hostage. Uh, and he can only be released when Robert De Niro goes on his TV show and does uh, stand-up comedy. It is brilliant. Does he end up being great? No, he ends up going to prison. Okay. <laughs> it is brilliant. King of comedy. Oh eight four five nine, and this is the only phone in we're doing this morning. Please, your memories of the King of Comedy. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'd love o- to see that. It's good. I I'm going to buy the phone in though. Sorry, I want to do a different phone in. What? What? Well, um, but the space scientist men are looking for special permission to broadcast uh, in space to try and get hold of the aliens who like radio. Who are they looking for permission from? The public. Boy, that's going to be tough. There's a lot They've of. They've not asked me yet. No. I'm going to consider my position. Well, what, Should pub- we be contacting these guys? We know they've got form for, like, phaser, taser guns and all that. Well, some of those alien women have got three boobs and have never kissed a man. What is this kiss you talk of, Captain? <laughs> Captain <laughs> Kirk was always really helpful with that, wasn't he? He was really promoting uh, safe sex through the stars. Space. Space sex. Space sex. Um, how's that song coming along, Kels? You haven't asked me for a song. Oh, well, it doesn't like this file. There's something wrong with that song. No. There's... Oh, oh, hang on. I didn't realise that you wanted me to I get thought you song. were... Oh. No, I've been getting it, and it keeps saying, no, you can't play this. Oh, dear. So, you know, I don't think you can play it. Let's have a... Let's have a C. Well, if... All right, Kelly, you have a CC. Yeah. Catherine, can you get ACDC, Highway to Hell? Yeah. Please. Yeah. No, back in black. You choose. You I don't choose. know you choose. What's that? I think it means you too. Oh, yeah, OK. No, yeah, no, you too. Flipping heck. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you, Claudette, what does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Faders set to stun. Set faders to stun. Do you get it? Yes, Captain. 
Now, I haven't heard this song for about 13 years, and I was probably very, very drunk at the time, so fingers crossed it stands the test of time. It's good already, huh? G-Love? Yeah, I'm feeling it. A little bit of special sauce? Here we go. Your name in this whole damn town And every bar, they know you drink Should I think, I turn around and look And you gaze and do the wink I thought I'd be happy with a woman like you But you walked on my pride and my manhood too I don't know too much, but one thing I know A man stuck on you, is like a stepping stone Cause you keep using me just like your stepping stone You keep using me just like your stepping stone What was your real intention? Did you want a man to love or someone to prop and carry you up to a higher status? But the matter of fact is that your detachment will bring you further down. And now you're all used up, don't bother coming round. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, was that a good song? Thank you.
so there's bits where Robert De Niro's practising doing stand-up comedy in his bedroom, right? Oh. And he's got a tape recorder that's got laughter and applause on, and he plays that when he does a gag. And then as he's doing it, you hear a voice in the background. And he's, he's doing his stand-up in his bedroom. And then he turns the tape recorder off, and you can hear his mum going, Will you stop making that racket in your... Mum, I'm doing my comedy! <laughs> it's such a good film. Guys? That sounds good. OK. Now, a Luton woman... Your memories, please, of the King of Comedy. That's the only phone-in we're doing this morning. 08459 555 A Luton woman claims three separate bus drivers refused to pick up her and her grandmother, saying they couldn't accommodate the 80-year-old's wheelchair. Well, this despite the fact that they'd used the same number one service to get into town in the first place. Well, Ewan Duncan has been speaking to Jade Pieri. We were refused initially by two drivers, one after the other, saying how we couldn't get on the bus because there was no disabled access. And I put my point across saying, well, we got on the bus to town, the exact same bus. They still persisted to tell me no. And then a third driver decided to say the same. So we ended up having to get in a taxi and it's just as well we had the money. Otherwise, we would have been walking her up, up a hill in a wheelchair. How did that make you feel? Very angry. I was shaking and crying and trying to be calm, but it just weren't happening. And the drivers just wouldn't budge? No, they were quite adamant that I wasn't allowed on the bus with her unless I could get her out, but sometimes she forgets to walk because of her dementia, so I couldn't get her out. Did your grandmother realise what was happening? No, she was, com she was a little bit of oblivious to what was happening because she lives in a little bubble. And what did you do then? I called Areva to put in a complaint and they said they'd review it and come back to me. They first came back to me apologising for what had happened and told me it shouldn't have happened and they would, they would reimburse me for the taxi fare. They then come back to me again saying that they weren't going to do that and the buses wouldn't be disabled access until 2016, which infuriated me even more, which is why I just want to make people aware of this because it's just horrible. People shouldn't have to go through it. I think everywhere should be disabled friendly. If you can't get a wheelchair in there, then it's not exactly very functional for anybody, especially around here. How inconvenient was it to get a taxi back? It's very inconvenient. It's just as well that I had help from somebody else, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself because it's trying to carry a person and struggle with a wheelchair at the same time. It's just impossible to do by yourself. Now you're hoping that some good will come out of this in that Arriva may get some new buses? Yeah, definitely. Even if it's just one bus on this route, it's just better than nothing. Something's better than nothing. And is this the first time it happened to you? Had you come across this before? I've never come across this before. That's why I was so shocked. Because I thought it was the law that at least one bus on the route had to be disabled-friendly when they turned around to me and told me there wasn't. I was quite annoyed and upset and couldn't understand why. And what's been the reaction of your family? They were even worse than I was. <laughs> they just think it's discrimination on disabled people because it's not just my grandma. It's for everybody in a wheelchair, really. If they can't get on the bus when they want to, well, how are they supposed to travel out and do anything? And it's up a steep hill to get to your address, so it makes it very difficult if you haven't got transport. Yeah, if we didn't have transport, their only way up to bring in our home would be up a hill. And they're all very steep and narrow and it would just be a nightmare. You Have you ever tried to push somebody in a wheelchair up a hill? No, it's bad enough with a pushchair. I can oh, only imagine an adult. Flipping. Oh, hard work. Uh, we're going to speak to Jade uh, later, on, later on as well as uh, Lindsay Frostick from Arriva. That's right, yeah.
That's the plan, Stan. 08459 555. Let's get a bit of Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound, first of all, we've still got a lane closed after an accident involving a lorry between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Delay-wise, not looking too bad, however, what we have heard is that there may be a fuel spill or another car uh, just blocking the way there, so do take care if you're heading that way. M25 anti-clockwise starting to look very busy now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. A6 Paul Radcliffe way, you've got a lane closure in both directions at Clapham Road. On your trains, buses replace trains on Chilton Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery, which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. Since the Willen surgery closed, the pressure on neighbouring practices has led to patients waiting longer than the national average for appointments. The highest speed recorded on a 40 miles per hour road in 2014 was 115 miles per hour on the A10 in Hertfordshire. The highest speeds recorded anywhere were two cases of 146 miles per hour on the M25. And a Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on, despite the fact they'd taken the same service into the town. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea remained seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after Williams' 89th-minute goal gave them a 1-0 win over Everton at Stamford Bridge. Manager Jose Mourinho was pleased with his side's performance. We tried everything and the spirit was was really amazing. Uh, in the end, the pressure was was really strong and they were really in, in trouble in the last 10-15 minutes. And in the end, we, we got... Uh, a very important goal, a goal that I think I think we deserve. Second place Manchester City won 4-1 at Stoke with Sergio Aguero scoring twice and Manchester United are up to third after a 3-1 home win over Burnley but manager Louis van Gaal was not particularly impressed. We have to be happy, I have said that also to my players, that you can win when you are not performing well because when you can win when you are playing bad, how you have to win then when you are playing good. I'm happy and we have to forget this game, I think, because... I didn't see any progression, and that's not good. Elsewhere, West Bromby, Swansea 2-0. Crystal Palace and Newcastle drew 1-0. Southampton and West Ham drew 0-0. Aston Villa of sack manager Paul Lambert. Their defeat at Hull on Tuesday night saw Villa drop into the bottom three. The one-time Wickham manager had signed a new four-year contract only in September. Luton have appealed against skipper Steve McNulty's red card in Tuesday's draw with York. McNulty is facing a four-game ban after his second dismissal of the season. The FA will announce their verdict ahead of Saturday's home game with Carlisle. And Silverstone will stage this year's MotoGP. The Motorcycle Grand Prix will take place over the last weekend in August. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. The greatest drug man ever.
broken up yet, suckers? It's a true fact. Um, Simon says, my neck is going to hurt in three minutes. He's been giving it that, hasn't he? Of course he has. Quite been right, been giving too. that, Kels. Give, give, giving it a little bit of that. Yeah? Yeah? Give a little bit of that. A little bit of that. But headbanging, that song. That's called headbanging, that dance. Have you ever watched someone's face when they're headbanging? Yeah. Oh, I can't really see it. No, you have to go underneath them. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's small, isn't it? So. Okay, so everyone's like kind of headbanging over, over you. Over me, yeah. Whereas they're headbanging beneath me. Yeah. God, no, I haven't. I really haven't. You missed Don't it tell out. me what it looks like. I won't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna YouTube it. Don't we don't we don't experience things anymore. We just YouTube it. Or, or Wikipedia. There's no experience, there's no life experience, there's no uh, research. We YouTube it, we Wikipedia, or we film it to upload it to YouTube. Mm. People don't go to concerts and enjoy the moment of the concert. They go and film it on their phones. Now, yes, I have. But it's done... annoying being the person behind that person. It is annoying because then you end up watching it through the screen because of the way our brains are, are, are trained to watch through screens. Not that. Uh, if I go to a concert, I will. I will allow myself to film one tiny little bit as a souvenir. For example, last time I saw Brian Wilson, I filmed "God Only Knows." It's my favourite song. It's a little bit of that. Um, but but to get people there that film the whole. It's the point. Buy the DVD, it's better. Remember it in your brain. Experience it and remember it through your brain holes. I used to film a lot more than I do now. I can't be bothered apart from anything else. And you end up with loads of footage that you never watch again. No. What do you think? You're you're girls, aren't you? Um, I know you are, Catherine. We've not got the results back from the laboratory for you yet, Kelly, but I'm going to assume that you are. Okay, thanks. And then, if not, we can uh, delete this from uh, iPlayer. Are you going to be voting in the election? Are you a fan of voting in general? I've never voted before. Wowzers. Okay. Would you be inspired to vote by a pink minibus? No. Okay. Well, that's that failed then. Have you seen the pink? Yeah, I find it annoying. Why do you? No, I, I, I find t- it annoying with anything. You know, when they think, oh well, how do we make ch- girls get into Lego? Oh, let's give them pink bricks. Like that's that. That's how you find out what women want. Have what men want, and then paint it pink. This was in Stevenage yesterday. Uh, and uh, the, the, the male's having a bit of a laugh. Harriet Harperson, huh? big idea, is slammed by men and women. Uh, now, the, the, what's being ignored with the whole... What, what's annoying me about this whole thing is everyone's looking at the pink bus yeah. and going, oh, isn't it silly? They're not actually going, oh, so why don't uh, more women vote? Yeah. That, so that whole issue... And this is article is written by a woman, Natalie Clark. So the whole issue of... This comes from actually a good, a good place, a yeah. good idea, yeah. of finding out why women don't vote and encouraging them then, then to vote. Mm-hmm. And that whole issue is being completely pushed to the side because we're going to the pink bus. I know. Well, it was a silly thing to do, wasn't it? I know that they were trying to get attention. They got attention. It was the wrong kind of attention. And the woman driving it stalled it. So, that's <laughs> true. That's true. That's not a gag. That's actually true. Half a mile a sh- away from the Asda in Stevenage. It is a shame. You're right. But I just don't like this whole the pinkification of stuff. And do you know what? Sometimes you pay more for something that's pink. Yeah, that's true. The, the Nintendo DS is more. It's like ridiculous. another 20 quid more it's for a ridiculous. pink one, isn't it? Come on. It's crazy. Uh, I, 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 is, anybody, is anybody buying this pink bus? It just seems... 
It just seems... I don't understand what, at what point in the meeting someone went, do we really think pink is... Is, is, is that a little patronising? Girls? Girls? Guys? I wonder oh, wait, how many five, women nine. were in the meeting. Four, Apparently, double five, five, double five. the thought process was it was going to be a red. It was going to be Labour red, and then they thought it just looks like every other red van. So then they went for a darker a colour, and then it didn't. It didn't how stand out. How many red vans do you? I don't. I don't think. Postman I'm, Pat's. Oh, fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Postman Blooming yeah. Pat has ruined it for women. Um, uh, the, the slogan "Woman to Woman," which has the ring of a sanitary towel logo about it, was dreamt up by Miss De Piero, Gloria De Piero. Mm. It's um, it's a shame because the the important issue of, hey chicks, why don't you go and <laughs> why don't you go and put a little tick in your box? That's being ignored. Gosh, why didn't they call you? <laughs> exactly, I'd have sorted it out. You need Dealey at the polling station. No, that will get don't. the women down there. No, oh. I'm really worried about Dealey. Why? Well, you know, there's there's this whole thing about the new Fifty Shades of Grey film, which has not had very good reviews. Apparently, it's uh, hilarious, well, unintentionally. I mean, if you want to watch a film about bondage, come and have a chat with me. But Dealey is... Well, first of all, Dealey was trying to organise a lad's trip to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. So me, him, Scott, Scoinsy, Oxley... Um, the Ox, as, as uh, Justin was calling him, Lockers. He wants us all to go down there and, uh, and watch the film. And I said, that's not going to happen. He said, come on, come on, Ian, it'll be mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be mayhem. I said, that's not going to happen, mate. But he's... he's you in- know why he really wants you all to go? Because he's going to go and stand outside, isn't he? Yeah, well, this he's going to go in on his own. He's frightened of going in on his own. I think he wants to do the popcorn trick, but also, <laughs> more importantly, is he's going to go and inter- he's going to go and see the film at the weekend and interview women as they come yeah. out of the cinema. Yeah. And I'm just worried what he's going to. Well, he said. He said. No, just picture the scene. So it's an evening show in Fifty Shades of Grey. All these women are coming out. They're soaking wet with sweat pouring down their heads. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab them and get their, their views on the, on the street. I just... It worries me. I think he just wants to be next to a woman while they're watching a film like that. While they're watching I think a he's, film? I think he's frightened to be outnumbered. That's <laughs> <laughs> my theory. Uh, what you got in the papers? Uh, all manner of stuff. Well, speaking of Fifty Shades... and I, It's geez, everywhere, honest, isn't it? I, I've, I've, read, I've read one and a half books, so what's that about? It's not Fifty Shades, probably about... 39? But to be honest, they're all shades of the same thing. Yeah. He's called Christian Grey, yeah? yeah that's, that's what the grey comes from. Yeah. OK, and he's a pervert, yeah? Well... I heard, No, I've never read com- it. He's complicated. He's controlling. I find him quite annoying. I heard a brilliant um, uh, uh, review of the whole ethos of the book and the film at uh, the weekend. And the start, I thought, oh, she's, she's just like a feminist idiot. Uh, but then she went on and I thought, well, having not read the book, she might have a point. Apparently he stalks a virgin in this book, yeah. does he? She's a virgin, a young virgin. He's an older man. And he stalks he's... her and coerces her into well, um, kinky sex. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, he's very charismatic and everything. But he tells her off for things like biting her lip and sort of it's suggesting that hang by on, doing that, you're asking for it. I'm hang asking... on a second. I mean, have we not seen some of the uh, the yew tree court cases that have been going through the papers yeah. recently so it's a bit he's a bit uh, of um um, uh, um uh, 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 controlling yeah okay yeah and he's got you know he's got a, a twisted past and uh, it's not yeah. his fault she feels sorry for him but she's the one having her bottom smacked so but there's we, there's, there's one a there's a local and vocal one there's a guy there's a guy in hell hey. who featured in the uh, in the Sun 2, um, page 39, if you're interested, you may know this man. For me- most fans of Fifty Shades of Grey, the world of sexually controlling Christian is nothing more than a fantasy. <laughs> but for one man, it's every bit of a reality. Yeah. Meet Pedro Rebelo. 
A real life Christian Grey. <laughs> Pedro. Finance broker by day. And he's into that other stuff by night. There's a picture of him here. And uh, yeah, he rates himself. If you know this man. Uh, well, if you are, but Pedro Diablo. Laugh, I would suggest. What's his name, Pedro Diablo? Ribello. Ribello Diablo. Yeah, if you're listening, 08459 455555. He, he claims to have, um, in, uh, uh, what would we say, encouraged, indoctrinated, converted, converted over 300 women. I would suggest if you've managed to rack up 350, maybe your quality control is pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's... Be a bit choosy, Pedro. Make sure make yourself feel special. Hey, there's a thing in the mail, right? Um, a pregnant <laughs> woman was um, booted off of an aeroplane. Mm. She was 25 weeks... Uh, th 35 weeks pregnant. I didn't think... But this is what I wanted to ask. I didn't think you were allowed... Uh, allowed? I didn't think you were allowed no. to fly in the third trimester. I didn't think so either. 35 weeks pregnant. How long is a normal pregnancy? 40. That so that's close. You, yeah. 35 weeks pregnant mother is humiliated on packed holiday jet. A heavily pregnant woman was forced to undergo a humiliating medical examination on a packed plane to prove she was fit to fly. Kerry Dean was horrified when staff on the Thompson's flight ordered her to the front of the plane uh, in front of passengers to be checked by two doctors in an area where food is prepared. Now, it doesn't... I'm sure it wasn't a full internal examination. The doctor... To, oh, here we go. Oh, well, OK. The women doctors took her blood pressure, checked her bump before carrying out an intrusive examination. Is it that? I mean, mm. what, can you do that in the plane's front galley? Well, in her front galley, it would appear. Um, and then they were chucked off the plane. But you know this as a pregnant woman, don't you? You have regular midwife visits. You would have a conversation with her about it, wouldn't you? And she, but she'd flown out the week before. Why was she allowed to fly out the week before? Maybe people f felt that they couldn't... Um ask her before maybe they you go with these big out. companies she said because you think they have procedures but it means nothing it's crazy the whole situation shows how you have no rights we cannot protect ourselves um, your holiday insurance your travel insurance surely there's a something on there oh hang on thompson whose rules state a woman can fly up to 36 weeks pregnant has distanced itself from the incident claiming that the flight was operated by a third party mm. Well, then they've got different you, rules. You've got different... It just seems a little bit silly. You're not supposed to fly when you're that much pregnant. Gosh, why would you want to? Can the pressure... Can the air pressure bring on a baby? Mm. But also, you don't want to be that far away from... No. ..home, do you? From land. Yeah. Oh, eight four five nine. You know the rest. Oh, no. We'll have that in a second. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've still got a lane closed on the M1 northbound after an accident between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It looks like there may be a fuel spillage there as well. M1 southbound, that's looking very slow around Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. M25 anti-clockwise, very slow at the moment between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. A40 Oxford Road, of course, you've got that lane closure in both directions. Do expect some delays through these roadworks at Archway. Having a look now at your trains, buses replace trains on Chilton Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Paula. Right, it's 6.46. It's Thursday, the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery, which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. 
The highest speed recorded on a 40 miles per hour road in 2014 was 150 miles per hour on the A10 right here in Hertfordshire. And a Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on a bus, despite the fact they'd taken the same service into the town. Let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Ian. More of the same today. Another cloudy day, mainly dry. Can't rule out the odd spot of drizzle, but that will be the exception rather than the rule. Temperatures at the moment around 2 or 3 Celsius. Given the extensive cloud cover, they won't get much higher than 4 or 5 today. Dry for the first part of the night, but that cloud keeping temperatures fairly close to daytime values, so 2 or 3 Celsius the low tonight. Later in the night, we'll start to see some showers pushing across from the southwest, and that sets us up for a more unsettled day tomorrow. We're strengthening south or southwesterly wind. There'll be some showers around in the morning and they'll give way to a more persistent band of rain in the afternoon so that could be heavy at times. That noticeable south or southwesterly wind pushing some milder air across so the thermometer will probably read 8 or 9 Celsius although it may not feel that way in the wind and the rain. A few showers still lingering overnight but then for much of the weekend we return to our mainly dry but often cloudy theme but temperatures will be up on what we've seen this week at around 7 or 8 Celsius. FA Cup on the BBC. Oh my goodness, man! Scored a fourth goal! Get carried away with the cup. It is the best cup competition in the world. The FA Cup, back and bigger than ever on the BBC. Continues on Sunday from 12.30 with Aston Villa versus Leicester City. Surely that's it! Can you believe it? Followed on Monday night at 7.45 by Preston North End against Manchester United. People say, why do we get carried away with the FA Cup? It's because it turns up nights like this. Live on BBC One and BBC One HD. Uh, Dealey. Hey, boss, good morning to you. Yeah, listen, mm. I'm... I'm worried about you, mate. Why? And I'm worried about the integrity of this programme. Why? I'm worried about standards. Just get to the point, why? You want to do a Fifty Shades of Grey special. Yeah. I'm just... uh, Do you not think you're dragging us down? This is a high-class show, mate. Mm, Three mm. awards, 12 months. months, Which I'm very much a part of, but yeah, carry on. Two of those awards are important ones as well. Yeah, I know. And you are dragging us down Mm -hmm. to the gutter level of the uh, and i just i just worry I'm just used i'll tell you why because uh, this of course is one of the most talked about films of all time well i don't uh, know about yes, all time. You know, talked about read hyped yes okay fact not fiction there and um, secondly a few weeks ago weren't you on twitter saying i'm going to be doing a few movie reviews on twitter guys look out for my movie reviews it was, uh, that was being sarcastic mate. no no it wasn't you meant that and now you've got the <laughs> chance to go and review one of the most topical films and once again, all mouths, no trousers. Well, that's exactly, that's why I don't mm. want to go and see it. <laughs> that's the plot. <laughs> we need to go review this film. We need to let the people know what it's like because there'll be lots of men out there who could be dragged along to go and see this film. So it's right. up to us to give the man's perspective. Oh. Where, where and when are you going? Well, I can go whenever you want to. You let me know when you're free, and uh, we can go along. I was planning to go this weekend. I can watch it twice if you want to. I was going to go with my girlfriend this weekend. I can go with you next week. I'm not going with you and your girlfriend. I'm saying I can go this weekend with my girlfriend. Next week, I can go with you. You name the time and the place, and I'll be there. Just for you. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. Well, I was was available this weekend. (laughs) No, I am. I I was going to say, if you want to go and see it Sunday, I'll go and see it Sunday with you. But but you're going to go out with Mrs. Dealey. Yes, yes. Okay. 
can't bump her or anything? Uh, I don't know, Miss. She's listening right now. I mean, this is getting slightly Mrs. awkward. Mrs. Dealey, Mrs. Dealey, could you take a hit for the team? And I say that with the greatest respect. I know you're a talented <laughs> performer and entertainer. You know, you know, it's your showbiz, baby. I bet she doesn't want to see it. <laughs> it's all him. It's all me, guys. Yes, and you're telling me that uh, that the real life Mr. Gray lives in Hemel Hempstead. Well, he's no, he's telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, if, uh, okay, if you want to do it on the show, then yeah, we'll go and see it with you. Easily convinced there, a little bit too easily convinced. (laughs) Such a flub. What are we going to send this Muppet out on today? Oh, excuse me. Should we be contacting them? It's either, yeah, it's either Helena Bonham Carter having it away with a tuna. Or um, it's, or, 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 well, there, there are, yeah, there are two things, Justin. Mm. I'm going to let you decide, okay? Okay. So the first one I've got is cheap roses for Valentine's Day. First of all, why would anybody buy roses for Valentine's Unless you're a 15-year-old boy with a crush on one of your teachers, there is no point in doing it. I don't like red ones anyway. They're common. Oh, my god! I like yellow me. ones. If you get your roses, your roses from Interflora, a dozen red roses, yeah. 45 quid. No. Mm-hmm. Next one, Mark's Suspense is 12 quid. Little... Three quid. What's your beef here? Sorry? What's your beef with red roses on Valentine's Day? The romantic flower. Well, that's (laughs) it. It's it's a marketing ploy. There are more more beautiful flowers. There are flowers that actually smell of something. (laughs) You idiot. It's true. And they whack the price up for suckers with no imagination. That's what I think. It's the flower of love. End of story. Okay, next. (laughs) So there's that. There's something in Valentine's because that's coming up in, in two. That's uh, Saturday. Yep. And roses. Catherine, you've got one about aliens. Yes. What's the alien? We're going to be talking about it in an hour's time. Um, that they are uh, looking to reach out to the aliens with our radio broadcasts. Not ours. Mm. Pr- well, probably ours. They're going to send. They're going to. The aliens really want to know what was number one this weekend <laughs> in the states in 1967. Listen to my show. What's that? Thing he does with the double letter, the letters that Wally Webb plays. <laughs> That's going to blow their tiny alien mind. No, they'll get it straight away because they're a highly evolved That's species. True. That's true. So we could ask, you know, whether it's a waste of time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, and whether laugh. and whether you're worried about them uh, responding to our calls. I would love to make contact with aliens because, <laughs> no, seriously, we, we know they're out there. We do know that. And you, you mentioned about music there. I would love to have a conversation. What are these guys listening to up there? <laughs> what are their musical memories? Exactly. <laughs> They are quite groovy. I saw this documentary called Barbarella. <laughs> <laughs> I never get past the first 15 minutes in that film. It's a brilliant film. As uh, well, the first 15 minutes is cracking. So, Justice, up mm. to you. Which, what do you fancy? I'll do both for you. Oh! oh. Dearly, dearly, dearly. I'm back with a bang. Feeling right. confident. Fella, we'll speak to you later on. Take care. Thank you, mate. Ta-ta. Um, Kelly Betts. Hello. <laughs> He's really made me laugh, which is uh, is a minor miracle this morning. Thank you, Justin. Well, uh, BBC Introducing, as we know, features jazz, Dixieland, classical music. And the important thing to remember, Catherine, I don't know if you know this, that um, even Gary Barlow and the Beatles were unknown at one point. You're kidding me. No, they were unknown at one point in their in their careers. Uh, that's why we have BBC Introducing, isn't it? So that we can go back yeah, in time and rediscover get, the Beatles. <laughs> we get unsigned bands played all across the BBC, whether it be on their local... Radio right, station, 
or uh, nationally. Catherine's just being a little bit sick. You carry oh, on. Oh, sorry, Catherine. Sorry to hear that. Um, this track that we're about to play has been added to our Three Counties playlist all week, and next week it will be on One Extra's playlist hey. all week as well. And it's from it to them. John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have heard of this guy. It's called It's called Please Please Me, and it's by these Beatles. It's not. It's Amber Simone. Yes, she's 18. She's from Kings Langley, and she sounds like this. Chasing you and breaking And I'm damaged by your 
That is uh, Amber Simone. And where is she from? She's from Kings Langley. That is a good... That is a good tune. I'm liking yeah, it. A bit like Jackson. Like bit yeah. like, bit like, and when I say Jackson, I mean Michael, not Tito. Yeah. Distinctive voice. Very. I think her vocal's a bit Nina Simone-ish. Um, I, I would say a little bit blokish in the vocal department, uh, but that is no, that is no bad thing at no. all. There's not criticism in the slightest. No. That is just me highlighting what my ears are telling me. You um, can hear her on one extra all next week if you. I, ca- I, I can't that. do that, but I'm sure there'll be some some young people that would like to. Thank you, Kelly Betts. Welcome Always a pleasure. Thank you. News for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In one northbound, one lane remain closed here still after an accident between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It looks like there might be a fuel spillage there. Very slow moving queues as you come past that lane closure. A1 queuing in both directions now through the roadworks uh, between the Black Cat roundabout with queues to St Neots. Uh, M1 southbound slow from the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne. A5 southbound we've got slow moving queues between Lynch Hill and Luton Road. M25 anti-clockwise queuing between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40 and buses replace trains between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much Paula. Right, coming up Aliens and Roses 08459 555 Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines continued anger over closure of Milton Keynes' doctor's surgery. High speed on 40 miles per hour road recorded in Hertfordshire and dispute over disabled access to buses in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery, which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. Since the Willen surgery closed, the pressure on neighbouring practices has led to patients waiting longer than the national average for appointments. These people say it's vital it reopens. I'd say for the community it's very important. Yeah, definitely, and for Milton Keynes as a whole because the other surgeries are oversubscribed. We, we definitely need the surgery. It was disgraceful the way it was just closed overnight. Britain's worst speeding offenders in 2014 have been revealed with the highest speed on a 40 miles per hour road recorded in Hertfordshire. A driver was caught doing 115 miles per hour on the A10 Great Cambridge Road in Chessant. The highest speeds recorded were two cases of 146 miles per hour on the M25 in Kent. The figures have been compiled by the Institute of Advanced Motorists following a freedom of information request. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is to set out a new pledge for primary schools today that no child aged seven or under will be taught in a class of more than 30 for more than a year. Meanwhile, the UKIP leader, Nigel Farage, is launching his party's general election campaign with a speech in Essex today. Over 20 firefighters dealt with a house fire in the Buckinghamshire village of Ascot near Princess Risborough last night. Paramedics treated a woman who was suffering from the effects of breathing in smoke. A Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on, despite the fact they'd taken the same service into the town. Jade Pieri says she and 80-year-old Gladys Croft had to take a taxi back to their Farley Hill home. The bus company Arriva says all routes will be wheelchair accessible by April, but Jade says she was shocked. I was shaking and crying and trying to be calm, but it just wasn't happening. 
they were quite adamant that I wasn't allowed on the bus with her unless I could get her out, but sometimes she forgets to walk because of her dementia, so I couldn't get her out. Official guidance is being issued about the use of hidden cameras to monitor how people are looked after in hospitals and care homes. The Care Quality Commission has produced a pamphlet that sets out what relatives need to consider, but care home owners say they're worried that hidden cameras could undermine the trust between families and staff. Extra police patrols are taking place in Bedford after a spate of thefts from cars. Bedfordshire police say the peak theft areas in include the De Paris, Harper, Poets, Midland Road, Town Centre and Castle areas. In sport, Chelsea are still seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win over Everton. There were also wins for Manchester City and Manchester United and struggling Aston Villa have sacked manager Paul Lambert. The weather, a dry day but cloudy and cold with an odd bright interval possible, a maximum temperature 5 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What a terrible night's sleep. Thought I was going to be um, violently ill in the middle of... It was horrible. I woke up about one o'clock with the sweats, the stomach cramps. So if I'm sounding a, a, a little sluggish, that is why. Lots coming up on the show this morning. Will and surgery. Wheelchairs on buses. Are you excited by Fifty Shades of Grey? Roses, are they a bit naff? And aliens. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. It's now looking likely that I might go with Justin Dealey to see it. Although he's going this uh, uh, weekend with Mrs Dealey. Yeah. And um, if I want to go, if I go and see a film, I want to see it... Straight away, I don't, I don't want to mess around. I want to go in there and see it before everyone talks about it too much. And Justin said, uh, he's obsessed with it, he said it was the most talked about film of all time. Well, that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, and Jill has emailed in saying, um, to say that it's the most talked about movie, I disagree. Gone with the Wind was more talked about. The, uh, the making, uh, I, ca- I can't see it, oh, hang on a second. It's badly written erotica. Although a tongue-in-cheek movie about the writer having a laugh about how they can get bad erotic literature into uh, print could be done. Basically, um, saying that it looks like a load of old rubbish, which it does. But fair enough, she's made quite a lot of money out of it, so, you know, fair play to her, but uh, I found it dull. Come and see the film with us. Come and see the film with me this weekend. Would that be weird? Would that be weird? A male and female colleague, uh, colleague going to see... Um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey together. Me, you and Justin. <laughs> It'd be weird if he was there. <laughs> um, and we're talking about the roses. There's this thing in the papers. I mean, how much tutting can you bear during a movie? Because that's what would be happening. Tutting, that's what it is, is it? Right. Uh, into Flora, £45 for a dozen red roses... That is quite expensive. I mean, you're getting the delivery as well. But oh, that's... it's lazy. Red roses are lazy. I don't like getting flowers delivered to me because you've then got to do stuff. You've got to do stuff. You've got to cut bits off. And... Yeah, and when do you get flowers? When you're busy, right? You've yeah. just had a baby. Yeah. Really? I've got to get the vase out and cut send the me, ends off this? Send me muffins, please. Yeah, or someone's died. The last thing you want to do is be a... Ra- oh, mm, I don't know, maybe in that scenario, no. do you want a distraction? No, distraction? no, I don't want flowers. Because you know what happens? The flowers die. Mm. And then you're reminded of, of Dad or Nana or whoever died. Again. One of the smells I cannot stand 
is when you walk back. And I'm sorry the... about that. That was an accident. <laughs> when you walk back into the house, you know, I get back home about lunchtime. Yeah. Walk into a closed house, empty house, and the water and the flowers has gone off, and it's there's a low fug of this of this kind of off water. I can't bear that smell. Makes me want to throw up. The cheapest uh, twelve red roses, little three quid. But I just think they're naff. I think it shows a lack of imagination. I do. If you're a 15-year-old lad buying uh, flowers for your first girlfriend or your girly fancy, I can kind of see it because you're, you're, you're brought up to, to, to believe that that's kind of romantic and uh, stuff you like know, that. And but, if you're, you're mullered oh, in a nightclub and this woman oh comes around with the roses, it's, you know, nice now and again. But, flipping heck, really? How well do you know this person? Justin is suggesting that he goes to see Fifty Shades of Grey and you and I go to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Two different perspectives. Hashtag gold. Hashtag also really weird, just... I can't... I, Catherine and I are not going to go and see uh, Fifty Shades of Grey together. That would be weird. I could sit further back. That's not quite so weird, actually. <laughs> exactly. I think it's still sitting beside each other. It'd be like watching... Tell you what I did watch with my dad once, and it was the most uncomfortable... Yeah. It seemed to go on forever. Have you seen Don't Look Now? No. The, the, is that Julie really, Christie? Yeah, there's it, a really mucky. long no. scene with Thank Julie you, Christie and Donald Sutherland. Yeah. And they're like... They're, they are a mum and dad in it. And it was proper sort of... He's bearded. Yeah. And it was... Oh, and my dad was pretending to read the newspaper. The newspaper rustled now and again. And I was thinking, when will this end? Yeah. Can I leave the room? I just felt... Oh, I felt my blood. So you're saying that watching a film with me will be like watching a film with your dad? Yeah. Flipping heck. 08459 555. Who is going to actually going to go and see this? Who's going to go and see this film? The same people who are going to spend 45 quid on a dozen red roses. Yeah, I, I suppose it'll be... It'll, I tell you, it'll be middle-aged, middle-class couples who think they're being a little bit naughty. A little bit naughty. In a room full of yeah. the same people. And then, you know, and, and, and they've got their gaffer tape and their cable ties in their bag. and Or big groups of girls. Because it's not porn. Because if you want porn, you, get, you, go and get, you go and get that on, online. You can go and get that. You can get the real stuff. It's not a rom-com, is it? There's no comedy in it. Well, I think inadvertently it's, right. it's, it's going to be hilarious. It's not a romantic film. I don't know what you would classify it as. Titillation. Oh, dear. You had to, didn't you? 08459 555 555. Oh. Now, thousands... Sorry, I, was, I've, I've, I keep <laughs> hitting the wrong button. Hang on a second. We'll do it in a minute. Thousands of people across Milton Keynes are struggling to get GP appointments and to see a doctor following the sudden closure of a surgery in Willem. April, uh, two years ago, patients uh, turning up for appointments at the village surgery found the doors locked and the uh, post backing up. They were given places elsewhere, but NHS England says at least five are now experiencing waiting times in excess of the national one-week average. Um, there was a meeting last night about the future of the original practice. Not good for us because we moved for, to a surgery that was, what, two or three miles away? So we couldn't walk there or anything like that. Um, for, we're fortunate we don't have to visit very often, but, um, you know, it's not a good service. And, of course, the doctors won't come out that far if you're not well. Well, there are older people who live quite near to Willen's surgery. For, it was very convenient for them. But now they've got to go several miles and arrange their own transport in most cases. So how important is it to get this surgery back? I'd say for the community it's very important. Yeah, definitely, and for Milton Keynes as a whole, because the other surgeries are oversubscribed. 
Well, that was our reporter, Tony Fisher, at the meeting last night, joined now by Emily Darlington, who is Labour's parliamentary candidate for Milton Keynes. Morning, Emily. Good morning, Ian. Bring us up to speed. Where are we with this now? Well, we're sort of at the crunch point. We've got probably about a month left to, to, make, uh, to make some really crucial decisions. There's two things happening. One is um, the community, uh, the parish council, is trying to save the site, the actual physical site that was always designated as a medical site. So we need the Homes and Community Agency to say we will protect that covenant and we will keep it as a GP surgery. Oh, so, th- so th- there is a possibility, what, that could be knocked down and a block of flats built there or something? Or anything. Right. I mean, it's up for sale right now. It's with the receivers. It's okay. up for sale. But there is a covenant on that site. So if Homes and Community Agency protects that, then we can keep it for okay. a GP site. And then the second thing that we need to do is absolutely convince NHS England and the guys in Westminster that Milton Keynes needs GPs and we need a GP in Willen. How bad is it for um, former patients of Willen? Some of them are struggling quite a bit, aren't they? Oh, it's awful. I mean, the number of people I've spoken to, many of them disabled or older, um, and it's there's, the way Milton Keynes is constructed, it's not a direct line for bus routes and others to these other surgeries. So often they're having to take two, three buses. If they're unable to do that, they're putting, you know, actually spending money on taxis to do it. Uh, and it's money that they can't afford, really. The meeting last night, who was there and what happened? So last night, hundreds of residents. We also had uh, the gentleman that's working with the Campbell Park Parish Council uh, to protect the site. He's a local resident. He's a property developer, but he's, he's using his knowledge as a property developer to help the parish council do the site. And also one of the managing um, one of the managing people from Newport Pagnell Medical Surgery who have always offered since day one that they would use it as a satellite site to keep that site open close to residents. Um, so everybody's on the same page locally. There's no dispute. There's no, you know, this is councillors, parish councillors uh, and myself all absolutely working towards the same goal. But we absolutely need to have those residents' voices heard. And that's not what, that's, that's what's missing at the moment. Uh, there's an online petition, isn't there? How's that going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two online petitions. Well, there's one that's, had, uh, that's been there for a couple months now that goes directly to NHS England, the gentleman at NHS England that's making the decision on whether or not there'll be new GP contracts in Milton Keynes. The second one was started last night um, that's going to the HCA to remind them of their duty to protect that covenant. And they're both, you know, they're, they're doing really well. Yeah. And local people are really getting behind this campaign and have been right from the start, right for, you know, from two years back when it was originally closed. It would be nuts if they, um, they did sell it off and got rid of that surgery. Mm. But um, you're saying it's, it's a possibility that that could happen? Yeah, and it's a possibility it could happen in the next few weeks. Oh, wow, that quickly? Yeah. Oh, well, it has been going on for a while. Yeah. So, so, uh, and obviously the receivers are quite keen to, to get rid of the land. Um, and, oh, of course, we've got the pressure of the general election, and that's, you know, that's causing a lot of... Um, a lot of a lot of people either wanting to delay the decision till yeah. after the election, but actually myself, the community, the parish councils, everybody wanting to make sure that the decision happens now. Emily, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Keep in touch. Let us know how that goes. Emily Darlington, Labour's parliamentary uh, candidate for Milton Keynes, 08459 455 555. You can text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Catherine, have we got any texts? Let's have a look. Yes, we have. 
Excellent. Uh, well, thanks very much. So, uh, oh, shall we read some? Well, Maffin Hanslope is suggesting you go to the 4D cinema in Milton Keynes <laughs> to watch Fifty Shades, oh, get the whole experience. Oh, that's the, the, the fourth dimension, of course, is smell and spray. I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's a massage chair at my hairdresser Ooh. that I refuse to sit on anymore because it, it really Got is. You going, did it? Well, no, no, it was. It's. It's um, intrusive. Yes. I hate massage chairs. It really does focus on your behind. I spend and it a, feels like there's some a small person in there, and, and it's their hand. It's Kenny Baker, R two D two. Airports and um, service stations they have those chairs where you put in a quid and it massages you for five minutes. And you it, can't get massaged in front of other people. No. Well, they they, they also have those stalls, don't they, where they have a, a fellow will will will. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll hit your back and, and mass, you, you're right you can't do it no, you it's can't. a very private experience yeah exactly I mean in the hairdressers I have enough of a tough time keeping my eyes open when she starts massaging my head <laughs> give us one more text and then we'll get some trav um, well uh, Jade has got in touch morning so, Jade you know this guy who reckons he's the real life Christian Grey from, oh yes from Hemel from Hemel sexy Hemel um, she's given us his Twitter handle it's at Pedders Limited. <laughs> I've had a look at his Twitter feed. He's an interesting chap. Uh, it's uh, not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound still has a lane closed. There was an accident earlier on. We're hearing there's now been a fuel spillage. That's between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Looking very slow past there at the moment. A1 queuing in both directions through the roadworks at the Cat, uh, Black Cat roundabout with queues back to St Neots. Uh, M1 southbound queuing here as well from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Redbourne at Junction 9. A5 southbound queuing between Lynch Hill and Luton Road and slow on the M25 anti-clockwise as well between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Buses replace trains on Chilton Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. have to be careful this morning guys we, we're all feeling tired naughty and the off-air conversation is very very blue so just keep an eye on that red light if your microphone comes on stop hammer time well don't hammer 717 it's uh, thursday the 12th of february i'm ian lee these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio over 100 residents attending a meeting in milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. The highest speed recorded on a 40 miles per hour road in 2014 was on the A10 in Hertfordshire, 150 miles an hour. And a Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on, despite the fact they'd taken the same service into town. BBC's Three Counties Radio.
Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Shipley are trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A death cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. There are people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedfordshire. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Mick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Gosh, well, that gentleman on Twitter really is um, not the kind of guy I'd like to um, hang around with. Also, can you imagine, uh, here's my new boyfriend, uh, Dad. Uh, well, he's on Twitter, why don't you follow him? Yeah, yeah, dearie me. No, 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 no. We'll have none of that, please. None of that. Very not. What? If you're going to go and see this film, and I realise we are playing into its uh, grubby mitts by even talking about it. Well, we're not disguising it as news, though, like some places are, like this whole nonsense about B&Q apparently worrying they're going to run out oh, of duct yeah. tape and rope. And, and uh, Great PR work, B&Q. Exactly. Well... Apparently London Fire are worried that they're going to be more call-outs as a result. They're not. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. So we're not doing that. I just want to know who... I can't imagine who is going to go and see the film. I bet my mum asks me to take her. That would be wrong, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd take her. That would be weird as well. Mm. It would be less weird. No, it would be weird, mate. It would be weird. You don't know my mum. First of all, you've never met her. Well, I'll just wheel her in and then I'll pick her up after. <laughs> she might want to be alone. Oh. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, five, five, double, five. I just don't know who this is aimed at, who is going to go and see it. I mean, obviously they I have... I think it's Girls' Night Out Fair. Oh, so hens. Yeah. Hens going and oh, okay, yeah. Let's go for a drink. Let's treat ourselves. We'll get the we'll get him to look after the kids, right? Yeah. And we'll all go out. Go and get some Lambrusco. Yeah. My Picardi breezes. Yeah. And then we'll go and watch that fruity film. Yeah. All together and have a good titter about it. Doesn't sound it doesn't sound like fun. So we're talking about that. And I don't I, think it's aimed at you. <laughs> I think that's for sure. We're talking about that and also this. I guess this is kind of. Uh, Kind of link this Valentine's thing of, of of sending a dozen red roses for thrifty suitors who believe it's it is the thought, not the expense that matters. Expense that matters. It could be a godsend. With, with Valentine's Day looming, a supermarket price war is broken out over the traditional favourite statement of love: a dozen red roses. Aye. So, um, the Marks and Spencer's twelve quid for a dozen. Uh, Interflora forty-five quid. Little three quid. Have an original thought. How about that? That's romantic. Well, here's uh, the, the master of originality from his head, Dave Luton. Dave Luton. Dave Luton. Good morning, boss. Good morning to you, David. Hi, oh, very nice to talk to you. Yeah, very nice to talk to you as well. A dozen red roses. It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Yes, I do agree, yeah. Um, me, me, Jado wants um, to meet an alien. Justin. Who? What did you call him? Jado. Jado. Yeah. Why did you call him Jado, mate? Well, J D, J Justin Dealey. 
Yeah. All right. Okay. He wants to meet an alien. Yes. Well, he only has to go back to Three Counties Radio Studios, doesn't he? Why? And he'll meet, he'll meet Spick, Spock and Span. Spick, Spock and Span. Yeah, that's you, Catherine and Kelly. Which one's Spick, which one's Spock and which one's Span? Spock is you. Right. Spick is Catherine. Right. And Span is Kelly. OK, do you want a slap? Well, are you big enough to do it? I'm big enough to do it, mate. Where? Uh, on your bum? Well, well, hey, please. do you... Here's a thing. All right, Dave, this is a oh, genuine thing, right? Yeah. If I pay for it... OK, if I dip my hand in my own pocket and pay for it, and yeah. I'll even buy some popcorn, although it's going to sit on my lap, would you want to come and see Fifty Shades of Grey with me and Justin? Yeah. Yeah, because all this talk about it, I've never, I've never read it, I've never seen it, I've never heard of it. Well, I've heard of it, but yeah. Well, we've got our old hands in the cinema. Would you like that? <laughs> all right, listen, uh, Dave. Yeah. We'll speak to you a bit later on, and we'll get Dealey on at the same time, okay? Okay. I might, I might be driving. So. Well, uh, pull off the road. Well, no, I've got to take me grandchildren well, what time to are you, school. What time are you driving? Well, I'll be driving in about another ten minutes, twenty okay, minutes. Okay, we'll, we'll get you. Up, we'll go away, and we'll speak to you later. Who are you telling to go away? You. Here we go. We've got it. We've got it, Catherine. Me, Dealey, Dave from Luton, Fifty Shades of Grey, lads, night out. Can I come? No. Oh. No. Oh. It's. It's. it's... Kelly, do you want to go? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can I have your mum's number? Get out of here, for goodness sakes. Now, uh, a Luton woman's uh, demanding answers after three separate buses told her they couldn't accommodate her grandmother's wheelchair. Well, the thing is, Jay Pieri and Gladys Croft had used the same number one service to get into town in the first place. Our reporter Ewan Duncan went to meet her yesterday. We were refused initially by two drivers, one after the other, saying how we couldn't get on the bus because there was no disabled access. And I put my point across saying, well, we got on the bus to town, the exact same bus. They still persisted to tell me no. And then a third driver decided to say the same. So we ended up having to get in a taxi and it's just as well we had the money. Otherwise we would have been walking her up, up a hill in a wheelchair. How did that make you feel? Very angry. <laughs> I was shaking and crying and trying to be calm, but it just were not happening. And the drivers just wouldn't budge? No, they were quite adamant that I wasn't allowed on the bus with her unless I could get her out, but sometimes she forgets to walk because of her dementia, so I couldn't get her out. Did your grandmother realise what was happening? No, she was, com she was a little bit of oblivious to what was happening because she lives in a little bubble. And what did you do then? I called Arriva to put in a complaint and they said they'd review it and come back to me. They first come back to me apologising for what had happened and told me it shouldn't have happened and they would, they would reimburse me for the taxi fare. They then come back to me again saying that they weren't going to do that and the buses wouldn't be disabled access until 2016, which infuriated me even more, which is why I just want to make people aware of this because it's just horrible. People shouldn't have to go through it. I think everywhere should be disabled-friendly. If you can't get a wheelchair in there, then it's not exactly very functional for anybody, especially around here. How inconvenient was it to get a taxi back? It's very inconvenient. It's just as well that I had help from somebody else, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself because it's trying to carry a person and struggle with a wheelchair at the same time. It's just impossible to do by yourself. 
now you're hoping that some good will come out of this in that Arriva may get some new buses? Yeah, definitely. Even if it's just one bus on this route, it's just better than nothing. Something's better than nothing. And is this the first time it happened to you? Had you come across this before? I've never come across this before. That's why I was so shocked. Because I thought it was the law that at least one bus on the route had to be disabled friendly when they turned around to me and told me there wasn't. I was quite annoyed and upset and couldn't understand why. And what's been the reaction of your family? They were even worse than I was. They just think it's discrimination on disabled people because it's not just my grandma. It's for everybody in a wheelchair, really. If they can't get on the bus when they want to, well, how are they supposed to travel out and do anything? And it's up a steep hill to get to your address, so it makes it very difficult if you haven't got transport. Yeah, if we didn't have transport, the only way up to bring in our home would be up a hill. And they're all very steep and narrow and it would just be a nightmare. Well, joined now by Lindsay Frostick from Areva. Morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Ian. What's going on here? Um, well, as um, well, there's a few things just to clarify. Um, the large majority of the buses on the routes one and four aren't disabled access. They're right. old V-Ridge vehicles which have now come to the end of their life. Um, and as explained um, to the local paper, we actually have uh, we are taking delivery of 13 new buses for Luton, which. Um, will serve um, Folly Hill Estate, um, Hockwell Ring and Rumfold, and every single one of those, as with all buses in, purchased in the last sort of eight years, is has to be fully disabled access. So the route will be converted fully to disabled access, um, probably from the end of March. Four have arrived, so we just need to wait for the rest of them to and, arrive. And then will that be all of the Areva buses that you're, you're responsible for will be uh, wheelchair-friendly? Um, out of the Luton Depot, it will be the large proportion. The, yeah. There will be a few that remain which are generally used on school buses, um, school services and things like that. But as with most of the services already, um, they are already um, wheelchair-accessible. So there are a couple on the one and four route, which is obviously why the um, the family have been able to get into town. Um, but there is a situation where you may get a bus which isn't accessible yeah. and not be able to get home. But that so. will be sorted out by March. Um, yeah, and uh, as Brilliant. we have explained, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, Lindsay. Well, listen, as you know, as long as it's being sorted out by March, then that's uh, that's all well and good, isn't it? It is for now. How do the how are these buses? Your buses wheelchair accessible? Are they the ones that kind of lower down and a ramp comes out? Um, so if there's been a raised kerb and across the town, um, Luton Borough Council have put um, loads of raised kerbs in so that it's just level boarding. Yeah. Um, so buses can slightly it's called kneeling, so they slightly Ooh. drop down, and therefore it's just seamless wheeling or walking straight on. Um, if there isn't a raised kerb, then they have a ramp which um, okay. folds out and then you wheel on that way. Lindsay, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. I'm glad that's all getting sorted out uh, by March. Uh, Murph has uh, emailed in. Ian has emailed in. Uh, Ian, th- this is one-sided rubbish. She sounds completely false talking about uh, the, uh, the uh, granddaughter. After compensation, and the reporter should stop putting words into her mouth. Well, I, I mean, it, it, I don't think it's false, Sid. I think it, it, it There's happened. no mention of compensation no, there, either. It, it, it happened, and, and, and that's that. If that's the story you're referring to, unless you're referring to something else that I've completely missed. 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. Oh, no, hang on a second, hang on a second. We want a little bit... Oh, dear. Hang on a second. You're in your buttons today. Well, well, let's be honest. Someone didn't... I had to skip something, and someone didn't put it back. Right. Let's try this. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Having a look at the M1 northbound, we've still got a lane closure in here. There was an accident earlier on between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. It looks like there may have been a fuel spillage there, uh, which is blocking the way. A1 in both directions, long queues through these roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout with queues back to St Neots. M1 southbound, that's looking slow as well, between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. A5 southbound, slow between Lynch Hill and Luton Road. Having a look at the M25 anti-clock slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford and buses replace trains on Chiltern Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Travel news for beds. Oh, blimey, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. Right, there we go. Let's have some of, oh, I don't know which is the half-hour bed. Oh, flippin' egg. There we go. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery, which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. Since the Willen surgery closed, the pressure on neighbouring practices has led to patients waiting longer than the national average for appointments. The highest speed recorded on a 40 miles per hour road in 2014 was 115 miles per hour on the A10 in Hertfordshire. The highest speeds recorded anywhere were two cases of 146 miles per hour on the M25. And a Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on. The bus company Arriva says all routes will be wheelchair accessible by April. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea remains seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after Willian's 89th-minute goal gave them a 1-0 win over Everton at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho was pleased with his side's performance. We tried everything and the spirit was, was really amazing. Uh, in the end, the pressure was, was really strong and they were really in, in trouble in the last 10-15 minutes. And in the end, we, we got... Uh, a very important goal, a goal that I think I think we deserve. Second place Manchester City won 4-1 at Stoke with Sergio Aguero scoring twice and Manchester United are up to third after a 3-1 home win over Burnley but manager Louis van Gaal was not particularly impressed. We have to be happy, I have said that also to my players, that you can win when you are not performing well because when you can win when you are playing bad, how you have to win then when you are playing good. I'm happy and we have to forget this game, I think, because... I didn't see any progression, and that's not good. Elsewhere, West Bromby, Swansea 2-0. Crystal Palace and Newcastle drew 1-0. Southampton West Ham drew 0-0. Aston Villa of sack manager Paul Lambert. Their defeat at Hull on Tuesday night saw Villa drop into the bottom three. The one-time Wickham manager had signed a new four-year contract in September. Luton have appealed against skipper Steve McNulty's red card in Tuesday's draw with York. McNulty is facing a four-game ban after his second dismissal of the season. The FA will announce their verdict ahead of Saturday's home game with Carlisle. And Silverstone will stage this year's MotoGP. The Motorcycle Grand Prix will take place over the last weekend in August. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Controversy never far from my door. And controversy has been knocking on my door for the last few days and I've been ignoring it. But today I'm opening the door and I'm inviting it in. We're going to have a chat. The house is empty. The kids uh, the kids are off with their mum. Um, 
fact, they're away for the weekend, so I might as well enjoy the time um, by inviting controversy in for a, a mano, a mano, maybe even a bit of a wrestle. Who knows what's going to happen? But we've been playing. We would normally play the littlest hobo theme here, and I've had loads of people saying, "No, no, 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 that's not the littlest hobo theme." Garth says, "Ian and the team." How about playing the Terry Bush version of the Littlest Hobo theme tune this morning? I.e. the proper song from the TV version and not that cover version you play. Well, I think the version that we've been playing is the TV version. But the Terry Bush version is... I don't know, I'm confused. So we're going to dig out um, Bush and play it later on. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sound like a plan, Stan? I've got it in front of me here. It only seems to last nine seconds. Well, let's hear the nine seconds. Let's let's hear it. I I, I would. I mean, if you can sum it all up. All right. Let me it, just check that it's right. Hang on. All right. You have a little listen here. This is um. This is happening live, live. While we're waiting for that to happen, let's go to my main man, Jay Doe. Morning, Jay Doe. Hey, good morning, boss. How are you? Oh, you're all right, fellow. It's great to hear you in uh, low quality at last. Uh, listen, I'm on the way to uh, my town, uh, which is the, uh, the town of love, Hamel Hempstead, to talk about Valentine's Day Beautiful. and uh, why people love the flower of love, roses. Well, <laughs> you're such a plum. Uh, Jado, say hello to uh, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hi, Gassie, mate. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, mate, mate, maybe. How are you, Dave? All right, fine, thanks, Justin. I'm glad yeah, you're sorry. going back. To, I'm glad you're going back to Emerald. You know, you're loving town. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dave, 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 Dave. Now, All listen, right. Justin probably hasn't been listening because he works very, well, very hard. I have, I have, and I'm very, very scared. No, well, listen. This is the the plan is, Justin. You and I were going to go. You you twisted my arm, mm-hmm. and then gaffer taped it to uh, gaffer taped it to a radiator and persuaded <laughs> me to go and see Fifty Shades of Grey with you. Yeah. Well, I've invited Dave. And Dave, when I asked you if you wanted to see it, you, you got quite excited, didn't you? Well, yeah, well, because I've, I've never, you know, read Seen the film. I've never, I've never seen it. I know there's a lot of talk about it. Yeah, and you know what it's about, don't you? Well, in some direction, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said direction. <laughs> so, listen, Justin. Yeah. You, this is how the seating will be. There'll be me, there'll yeah. be Dave, there'll be you. Yep. And we're going to go and... Sorry? I'm not sitting next to you. Well, where are you going to sit then, you idiot? With Catherine. <laughs> Catherine's not going. Yeah, she, she, she wants to go. Not with us. Well, That's bring Kelly. Um, it's like Kenny's a double date. It's, it's like a double date. It's a lad's night out. I've got short yeah. hair. Hang on a second. Jonathan, I can see you tiptoeing around me. What are you doing? tiptoeing. I'm gonna... trying to quietly get the time. What are you doing? Just nicking one of your papers. Do you want to come and see Fifty Shades of Grey with me, Justin and Dave? No. Why? Because I don't think it's very titillating. Well, you don't know until you've seen it. Really? We'll talk about it later, but y- you're coming. Oh, Catherine, Catherine's coming. Catherine's Kelly. not coming. It's a no. lad's night out. Yeah. Hang on a second. Matt? Yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, I want to see this. Matty Bum Bum? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, we've all become 15. Matt? Yes. <laughs> 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 Good morning, Matt. You rang. You rang, my lord. <laughs> Matt, yes. would you like to come with Justin and Dave Luton to see Fifty Shades of Grey? It's on my dollar, brother. <laughs> you going to come? No, thank you. Sorry? No, thank you. W- w- why not? 
I want to hear Kenny Rogers. No, for goodness <laughs> sakes. I, listen, I, I'm going to pay for a ticket, Matt, and I'll even buy you a hot dog. No, no, if you paid for it, it'd be something dodgy going on. I, there's nothing dodgy. We're having a lad's night out. Yeah. Group of old men and two youngsters to see yeah. Fifty Shades well, of Grey. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say youngsters, mate. I could add sing you, add dance you. It's not about, we're going for, if you, right, listen, if you want to have a... Dealey, you try and persuade Matt. Come on, Matt. Listen, it's, it's the film that everyone's talking about. This film could well and truly change your life forever. Absolutely come on, come with us. a lot of rubbish, mate. What right. have you got to lose? I'll wait till the DVD comes out and watch it as well. Matt, stay oh, there. Yeah. Dennis? Yes? Do you fancy coming to see Fifty Shades of Grey? Why not? With me, Dave, Justin and Matt. It'd be a very short night, though. I couldn't take it, mate. You don't have to take it, Matt. <laughs> I couldn't take it. No. You get a bit excited, you know. Oh, for goodness sakes. Listen, you, we, we, as long as your, your doctor signs you off, yeah. then you... Listen, we'll, 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 I'm Actually, paying... Actually, I was speaking to my doctor yesterday. Here we go. And he said to me about this Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, for goodness sake, I'm riding the fader. He said to me, uh, are you going to go and see it? I said, oh, I, I might do. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't like to go with you. It's like. not a great punchline, Matt, I'll be honest. Don't open it. No, he was actually talking like to the to doctor, it turns out. Because we'd probably get thrown out. Right, listen. <laughs> so, hang on, who's it? Right, I'm in. Justin, you're in, aren't you? Yeah, on one condition. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I've met Dave in Luton before. Dave, yeah. a little bit of advice here. The cinema's going to be full of ladies. You need to trim that nostril hair, OK? <laughs> 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 what, what nostril hair? I haven't got no nostril hair. Dave, come on. I've met you before. You need to get some scissors over the weekend. It's going to be a cinema full of ladies. Prepare yourself, all so, right? right? So, Catherine, put your hand down. You're oh, not You're please. not coming. It's a lad's night. Oh, yes, Catherine's coming. So, Justin's coming. Dave, you're coming. Yeah, well, yeah. Let me know the time. Yeah, well, the, yeah, door. Dennis, you're going to come. Yes, I'll be there. Matt, you coming? No, thank you. Matt, will you come with us? No. Come with us. No way, sir. Why not? Well, a lot of old rubbish. Matt, come with us and see Fifty Shades I of Grey. I don't watch Fifty Shades of Green. I've got Forty Shades of Green. Johnny Cash. I've, I've got a really good idea, Matt. Hey? Why don't you go with them and see the film, and then you can take them all to the Leicester Arms afterwards? I wouldn't take them in the Leicester Arms anyway. Oh. Matt, what have I got to do to make you come? No. No, I don't go to cinemas. Rather rubbish. What grump, Matt's gone, what grumpy old son. Just us then, lads, yeah? <sighs> I'm disappointed about Matt. Disappointed, but there you go. Wait, isn't Matt coming? You try and persuade him, Dave. Well, I can't, because if he's not coming, I'm not going. Oh, no, no way, Dave. What, no, absolutely not a crap. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, this is what I'm fearing. It's not about the film, Matt. Yeah. It's about those two who I've got to sit in between. No, no, don't go, Dave. No, Catherine's going. Don't go, Dave. Yeah, right. Catherine's Catherine going. is not going. Dave, you're coming. Please. Hey, Dave, listen to this. Oh. Please don't go. Please don't, <laughs> don't go. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, David. What do you, you come you can take hold the you Can I have a bit of Kenny Rogers, please? Boss, Spock, can you give him a bit of Kenny Rogers? No, he won't. Oh, he's he, gone now, Matt. He's an absolute crap. Yeah, I know, mate. I, know, I, I, Dave. So, anyway, Dave, how are you? All right? Oh, yeah, fine, thanks, Matt. We'll have to meet up, Dave. I'll see you in the left arms one of these weeks. Yeah, I will do. I used to drink in there years ago, Matt. Did you? Yeah. 
It was a good pub years ago. Something. I know it was, mate. Yeah, pub. very good pub. So you live local, Dave? Yes. Lee Grave. Oh, Lee Grave. I'm Lee Grave, aren't I? Oh, yeah? Yeah. My daughter lives in Kingsley Road. Oh, I'm up on the Torrington Road. Oh, yes, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used, to, they... work at, I used to work at AMC up there years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, boys, get back to the film, will you? Yeah. <laughs> get back to the film. Hey, you, you're going in, Dennis. Two through. I'll Catherine, hold your hand. I don't think you go, Dennis. Don't if, you, mate. if you get nervous, I'll hold your hand. Uh. <laughs> We've all got our old hands, Dennis. <laughs> got to keep them in your pocket. It'll you and like I. ring of roses, you lot. Yeah. <laughs> especially, with that, especially with that boss. You've yeah, got to put your hands yeah. in your pockets. I wouldn't... Uh, well, he'll he'd probably sew his pockets up, because he's in oh, his hell. Matt, here comes the music. Yes. He's very rude to you, Dennis and me, isn't he? He is yes. very rude. Well, we don't take any notice. No, no. That's Spock. His name's Spock. Spock. Dr. Spock. Yeah, Dr. Spock. Yeah. Well, oh, here he goes, Spock. Well, it's nice to talk to you, Matt, and best, you, Dennis. Okay, I've, got to, I've got to go now. All the best, Dave. And you. Bye, Happy Ian. Easter. Bye, and you. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye, Ian. Goodbye, Ian. Goodbye. 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 Well, that goodbye took forever, didn't it? <laughs> you put the phone down. <laughs> no, you put the phone no, down. You. No, you. you. Flipping it. Here, let's have a bit of this. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, that's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end A new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, we'll travel like that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home There's a world that's waiting to unfold Brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long We're almost there, we've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I'll find what I call home Until tomorrow, you know I'm free to roam So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. Nah, I don't think so. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've still got a lane closed on the M1 northbound at the moment. That's between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton after an accident. It looks like there's a fuel spillage there as well. A1 uh, queuing in both directions through the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout with queues to St Neots. M1 southbound slow between the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the A5 southbound we've got queues between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. The A40 Oxford Road do expect delays in both directions. There's roadworks at Archway, a lane closure there. Uh, in both directions. Uh, Buses replace trains also on Chilton Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Paula. 7.46, Thursday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. The highest speed recorded on a 40 miles per hour road in 2014 was 115 miles an hour on the A10 in Hertfordshire. And the Arriva Bus Company says more wheelchair accessible buses are being added to their fleet after a Luton carer complained that three drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair wheelchair bound grandmother on. Talking aliens in a minute, let's get the weather first though, here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. More of the same today, Ian. Cloudy, dull, mainly dry. Can't rule out the odd spot of drizzle, but uh, I think this is the exception rather than the rule. The cloud is going to limit the rise of temperature, so four or five Celsius the high today, always feeling on the cold side. Still cloudy tonight, mainly dry for much of the night, but some showers expected to develop as we head towards dawn. With all the cloud around, temperatures won't drop much lower than two or three Celsius, but a different kind of day tomorrow. More unsettled, blustery, strengthening south or southwesterly winds. Some showers in the morning, but a more persistent band of rain expected to push west to east through the afternoon and coupled with the wind even though temperatures will get up to around eight or nine celsius it will still feel on the cool side could see one or two showers first thing on saturday morning but they'll clear away and then much of the weekend well we return to the mainly dry but often cloudy theme but it won't be quite as cold temperatures on both thursday uh, sorry saturday and sunday will be around eight or nine celsius yesterday Local Conservative MP Anne Main sat in my hot seat. I come from a working class, ordinary background. I like to think I can speak up for the ordinary man in the street in St Albans. If you missed it and want to hear how she answered your questions... Well, I take issue with being called a dishonest person because um, I was never found to be dishonest. dishonest. I would love to see that Hemel Hospital had some sort of recuperative facility. Go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio where you can hear it all again. I can understand why there's anger about expenses and since then I have not claimed a single penny under expenses even though I am entitled to do so. The JVS Show Hot Seat with Anne Main online now at bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. So on Fridays and we're doing this for a few more weeks then we'll kind of sit back and decide whether we want to continue doing it or not but we do something different don't we Catherine between half seven and eight o'clock on a Friday morning. We do and it's different every week because what we do is we open the doors and Anyone can come in and have a chat with us. That's all it is. We don't expect you to come in and, you know, do a Britain's Got Talent turn or anything like that. Just come in and have a gab. I was having a chat with Edwin on the Facebook page uh, last night who says, uh, Hello 3C Radio, what's this I hear about open days for the public to visit the station and see how it's run? No. True or false? False. I'm interested. I left you two phone messages yesterday and today. Nobody has replied. So I replied and said, what you're you're thinking of is 7.30, 8 o'clock on a a Friday morning, you can just rock up and you come and sit in the studio and you talk to me and Kath. But it's not spectator's 
sport. No, no, no. I'm not showing you round and saying which microphone is the most powerful or anything like that. No, because I don't know. The red one. We make stuff up. Yes. People don't know. It's not a tour or anything like that. You no. come in, sit down and have a chat with us. So if you listen to the programme, I think you're at a, a distinct advantage because yep. you already know us. Although, do you know what would be wonderful? And I don't know how this would work. People that have never listened to the programme coming in. So, well, I guess that's down to you, dear listener. Bring bringing someone. someone in. You could introduce your friend. Bringing someone who's never heard the programme in. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. Edwin, if you want to come in, he's a, he's a student who wants to get into radio. You're more than welcome to come in. I, but, I think, but you will have to uh, talk to us. Yeah, you sit in the, the, the way it works, you sit in the studio with me and Catherine and you talk to us and we, we chat to you. You don't need to book, though, so don't be ringing. No. Just turn up. I've got a feeling that mum who didn't make it last week with her little girl who liked little girls patronising, her, her daughter who uh, likes ice skating, they might be coming in. OK. But, but, but you don't have to send me an email, you just rock up at the door. And that's part... I, I kind of prefer it when yeah. people just turn up and we don't know who it's going to be. We'd rather not know and we quite like the adrenaline of thinking no-one's going to turn up. Yeah. And no one may turn up, and that's fine as well because it's an experiment. No, I don't, as far as I know, no one has ever done it before, no. so we're um, we're blazing a trail. It might not be a very interesting trail, but no, we're, it is we're though. We, we, do you know what? We've had some really interesting stories over yeah. the last few weeks, haven't we? We've had some good stuff. So you know, come and come and have a chat with us. Well, if we fancy that, then uh, you're more than welcome to. And now. we put it at seven thirty so that it doesn't interfere too much with your morning. Yeah. And you can stay for the whole half hour. You can stay for five minutes if you want. If yeah. you come in, you don't fancy it, you can go again. You know, it's, it's all it's all groovy, man. Uh, now. Now, aliens, they have to exist. They have to exist. It's a mathematical uh, certainty. Well, scientists are asking for permission to try and contact intelligent life in space. They need public consent to broadcast radio signals, something they're discussing at a conference in California. Uh, oh, I thought they'd been doing this for ages, though, sending out blips and bleeps and stuff. I think there's, there's something slightly different about this in that it's broadcasts, but don't ask me, ask the expert. Well, we will ask the expert in a second. Before that, though, let's ask a complete and utter amateur, Justin Dealey. He's taken us to the streets. Trish. How are you this morning? All right, thank you. Lovely. Well. Thank you very much. I appreciate the comp. Now, do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I do in a way. Yes, I do. OK, would you like experts to, to make contact with the aliens? No, I think they're best left alone. Mind you, we all enjoyed E.T., didn't we? Well, if there was aliens, I think they're a bigger force than E.T. would be. It's a good point. Well made. Yeah. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Yes. Morning, sir. Nice dreads. Yeah, man. You are right, yeah? Do you believe in aliens? Uh, uh, yeah, obviously, man. So, aliens, would you like to see aliens contacted? No. Don't believe them, mate. Why don't you believe? Come on. I just don't believe. Come on, talk to me. Open up. I just don't believe, mate. Nothing else to say? No. Yeah, if it's going to benefit us. How do you think it might benefit you if they catch up with the, uh, the green monsters? Jeez, man, they're going to kill us all when they come to F. They're going to kill us all? Yeah. You think they're going to kill us off, so it's important that the, the experts do make contact and say, look, please don't come down and, and murder us. Yeah. <laughs> what Dealey has done there is just proved that asking people in the street their opinions for news items is completely and utterly pointless. They could come down and kill us all. Uh, Andy Ratcliffe is a space systems engineer based at Airbus Defence and Space in Stevenage. Morning, Andy. Uh, morning. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm very, very well. Uh, this conference. What, what was this conference all about? So there was a science conference in America, and there was a workshop uh, during the days there. And the city guys have, over the past uh, 50 years, have been listening to signals from uh, from our universe, and now they've decided that maybe they can start sending signals instead. And now so they're trying to uh, 
them in their science and the sociological impact. OK, so th- there are signals coming from space, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're from, from um, uh, sentient beings, does it? No, so there's, there's a lot of natural sounds that right. we pick up with our radio antennas, um, but they're trying to determine whether there's actually man-made or alien signals being uh, sent out by these. And have there uh, been any I kind of indication, because I genuinely I love all this stuff, has there been any kind of indication that, that, that some of these aren't just random space sounds, that maybe there is some, you know, there is a possibility there is some intelligence behind them? Well, they've, they've actually heard, they've actually found some signals, um, and there's some been documented, but they were only they only heard one. Ooh. So they need it repeated, and, and they can't determine whether it is actually life or whether it was just a freak signal. Uh, and I thought that we were sending signals out already. I thought we'd been doing that for decades. No, no, no. At the moment, we've just been listening. We did actually send out some spacecraft that had um, golden discs on them with our uh, makeup, our pictures ourselves, yeah. and our location, but we never sent out signals. So. Okay, so, and, and what, what is this about? They need to, people need to get the public's agreement in this. Well, I think, I think um, the scientists obviously taking a very good point that they need to address the wider issues, not just the science behind it, but do we really want to be sending out signals? Yes, we do! He, uh... We do! <laughs> Completely. Well, I, I think there would be a lot of impacts. I think I think if we put an X marks the spot on Earth, I mean, we're, we're quite an attractive planet in terms of water and resources. But it, I think <laughs> the bigger on. question is, is there life out there? And I think that's such an exciting question. Well, hang on a minute. You're, you're kind of... I, I was suggesting that the last chap that Justin spoke to was a nut job, but you're suggesting that, hang on, we might be putting a target on us and they might come down and kill us all. <laughs> I'm not really suggesting that, okay. but I think I think we've got to consider all possibilities that actually sending signals might be potentially <laughs> might be dangerous. I don't know, but it, it's an exciting thing. I wasn't expecting the conversation to go that way. Surely, it's, surely it's uh, it's got to be done. There's got to be some boffin somewhere with a, a, a ham radio set that's sending signals out, isn't there? Well, the problem is, is the signals that... So you're probably... Your signal from this radio broadcast is being sent out. Yeah. Um, It's very low intensity. So somebody with a personal radio won't be really able to send a really high-intensity message. What kind of machine... What what, what, what sort of thing would they need need to to send it then, Andy? How how would it work? So there'd be probably a big antenna uh, in the US and they'd have a directed beam of information and they'd send that targeted to certain locations um, in our galaxy. Uh, to try and target these stars that they think potentially there could be life. How far could it go and how long would it take to get there? So uh, we have the nearest um, uh, sun to our own is uh, about 20 light years away. So minimal, it would probably take about 20 years. So it probably wouldn't be a very quick conversation. No, no. Managed to pick one up. And and, and the fact that, I love this, the fact that this is being discussed by, you know, some of the most intelligent people on the planet suggests that there is a real feeling in the scientific community that there there is life out there. Yeah, I mean, so um, Airbus, uh, where I work, we are actually developing two missions. So we're doing one that's going to Mars in 2018 that's going to drill down into the surface and look for life. And then we have another mission called Plato, which is actually going to see if there's um, uh, planets similar to our own uh, orbiting other suns. So this is a hot topic for, for a scientific community. And how is and this, this Plato, how is that, you're going to fire a rocket off just going to go into deep space? So we've, we've got a mission that we're going to launch into, um, into orbit around the Earth, yeah. and then uh, basically we're going to then look at stars and then see if a planet moves across, and if it's got certain characteristics, then we oh. can know it's in its Goldilocks zone and it could be habitable. 
Andy, listen, man, we've got to get you on again as, uh, and, and have a longer chat if, if that's OK at some point in the future. Yeah, brilliant. And you should you should come down to Airbus. We've got a Marge yard and I fire harpoons, so you should, you should come down. Dude, I'm, he's just invited us down, Catherine. I wasn't going to fish for it, but... <laughs> when, are you, when are you free? We'll, we'll, be, we'll be down this afternoon, Andy. Put the kettle on. Yeah, we'll do. We will t- honestly, we'll take you up on that. Yes. You referenced the Goldilocks zone yeah, there. Do you know on. what that is? No, go on. It's when everything is just right for life. Oh, you know, like, ooh, the, ooh, porridge. like the porridge and the bed and the chair. Andy uh, Ratcliffe from uh, Airbus Def- uh, Defence and Space in Stevenage. We'll sort that out. I in knew you'd like that one. He, well, I knew I like the story and I like the way he explained it brilliantly. Let's go. And he's got he's, he's working on proper space and science missions. He's working on something that's going to drill down into Mars. Man, we're totally going. We'll sort that out. Have you got time for a couple of quick texts if you've got anything there, Yeah, I've got some offers. Thank you, Andy. That was brilliant. You know you won't take me along on your Jolly Boys outing. Yes, we we will be very Jolly Boys, yes. I've got some offers from other people who will. Who's going to take you to see Fifty Shades of Grey? Um, Kevil from Luton. Yeah, yeah. He says he'll take me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Don't go with a listener, mate. Why? Well, because... You're going with two. Yeah, but they're, they're Dave and Dennis, and I could totally overpower them, and I will have gaffer well, tape with me. If you're worried about my safety, well, let me come on your... You're not coming! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still a lane closure, I'm afraid, on the M1 northbound. There was an accident earlier on between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Now, although the lorry involved has been moved, it's left a fuel spill uh, that needs to be cleared. It's looking very slow past there at the moment. A1 queuing in both directions through the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout with queues at two St Neots. The M1 southbound slow as well between the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. A5 southbound looking slow between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill and the M25 anti-clockwise slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. Buses replace trains on Chiltern Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Bretts for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Paula. Oh, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed that chat with Andy. Wasn't he brilliant? We'll pop down and have a little look around. Right, coming up... Are you going to go and see Fifty Shades of Grey and Roses? They're just such a cliche, aren't they? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines continued anger over closure of Milton Keynes surgery. High speed on 40 miles per hour road was in Hertfordshire and bus company improving disabled access in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. Since the Willen surgery closed, the pressure on neighbouring practices has led to patients waiting longer than the national average for appointments. Patricia McCarthy from Willand Park wants answers from NHS England. What's missing is um, actually um, NHS England who have just become invisible. They shut the surgery overnight. We couldn't see them. They thought they'd solved the problem by just dumping people elsewhere. 
Britain's worst speeding offenders in 2014 have been revealed, with the highest speed on a 40 miles per hour road recorded in Hertfordshire. A driver was caught doing 115 miles per hour on the A10 Great Cambridge Road in Chessant. The highest speeds recorded were two cases of 146 miles per hour on the M25 in Kent. The figures have been compiled by the Institute of Advanced Motorists following a Freedom of Information request. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, is to set out a new pledge for primary schools today that no child aged seven or under will be taught in a class of more than 30 for more than a year. Meanwhile, the UKIP leader, Nigel Farage, is launching his party's general election campaign today. He'll demand an immediate referendum on leaving the European Union in return for supporting a minority government. A Luton carer is expressing her anger after three bus drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on, despite the fact they'd taken the same service into the town. Jade Pieri says she and 80-year-old Gladys Croft had to take a taxi back to their Farley Hill home. Lindsay Frostick from the bus company Arriva says most routes will be wheelchair accessible by the end of March. Out of the Luton depot, it will be the large proportion. The, yeah. There will be a few that remain which are generally used on school buses. As with most of the services already, um, they are already um, wheelchair accessible. So there are a couple on the one and four route, which is obviously why the um, the family have been able to get into town. Guidance is being issued about the use of hidden cameras to monitor the care of people in hospital and care homes. The Care Quality Commission advises that people should gain permission from the person being cared for. Extra police patrols are taking place in Bedford after a spate of thefts from cars. Bedfordshire police say the peak areas include the De Paris, Harper, Poets, Midland Road, Town Centre and Castle areas. In sport, Chelsea are still seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 win over Everton. There were also wins for Manchester City and Manchester United and struggling Aston Villa have sacked their manager Paul Lambert. The weather, a dry day but cloudy and cold with an odd bright interval possible. A maximum temperature 5 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Aliens, they must exist, mustn't they? Although, I was surprised by that fella in Justin's piece that he's worried they're going to come down here and kill us all. I mean, I, I, I suppose it could happen. Roses, they're a little bit naff, aren't they? And... I've got a feeling this Fifty Shades of Grey movie is going to be one of the biggest flops of all time because, well, it's had terrible reviews and there's something a little bit different from reading a mucky book at home to going to the pictures and watching it. I, I bet it flops in the cinema and does a little bit better on DVD, but... Are you planning to go? 08 459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I just... I, I, I imagine it'll do well on DVD. I bet... Um, uh, will it be out on, uh, on DVD in time for Mother's Day? No, perhaps not. But uh, for Christmases and birthday, it will do well on DVD. But um, going to the cinema... To see it, I mean, it's not... If you want to get see a raunchy film, then you go online, don't you? 
uh, and if you want to see a rom-com and you go and see something with, I don't know, Jennifer Aniston in or, or, or Vince Vaughn, I'm not quite sure. This, this film seems to be straddling so many different camps. At least that's one of the reviews I read describes it that 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call i would love to know if you're considering going i am going with justin dealey dave from luton dennis and i'm going to persuade matt to come as well he's definitely going to come i want to go catherine it's a lad's night out i could be a lad i know and you were mistaken for one in costa the other day exactly so if it's good enough for costa it's good enough for that mate you're gonna have to just go with your girly mates so oh um, come on no i'm sorry mate it's you know it won't be as much fun (laughs) if i'm not there come on no have we got some texts please before i go into this story about willing do you think Ian should let me go with them oh wait four five no don't use this for your own propaganda you're not coming oh James and Milton Keynes is uh, concerned about this idea of bringing uh, aliens here. <laughs> Morning, James. Have you not heard of War of the Worlds, says James? Yeah. Seen Independence Day? It's not all E.T. and Alf, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even Alf, it was a danger to cats. Yeah, well, the War of the Worlds is, is, is a great film. Both versions are great until the last 35 minutes when they all get killed just by um, the fact they can't breathe human air. Mm. And so it all just, it, they're both, it just kind of winds down. As a, a lot of, uh, who's the man who wrote that? Not T.S. Eliot, not C.S. Lewis, um, not Robert Louis um, Stevenson. No, who wrote War of the Worlds? H.G. Wells. Uh, 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 the same with the time machine. Good story. Last 30 minutes. Rubbish. Time machine starts out really well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it starts out brilliantly. Uh, also, lots of love for this idea of the Jolly Boys outing. Yep. Uh, Joe says, uh, I love all the banter and opinion. Matt and Dave go to the pictures. It's on. Yep. Uh, if anyone else wants to join, hey. No. It's because I'm paying. I'm not paying for any more. Oh, well, I'll pay for myself. Thank you very much indeed, Catherine. I'm going to turn your microphone off oh. now. 08459 Now, the sudden closure of a Milton Keynes doctor's surgery has left neighbouring GPs struggling to cope with demand. It's been almost two years since patients turned up for appointments at the Willen Village Surgery, only to find the doors were locked and uh, there was a load of post piling up. Well, NHS England says waiting times of five alternative practices are now way longer than the national average, with many patients being told it'll take more than a week to see a doctor. Well, Paul Day is a patient at the Newport Pagnall Surgery. Morning, Paul. Hiya. Paul, what's been the knock-on effect on you? Well, I think if I've uh, asked for a doctor's appointment, you sometimes have to wait a few days. You don't know for certain what that reason is. So, I mean, certainly what I do know is that my local surgery work really hard. They're a lovely surgery. And, um, you know, they're already at capacity. I mean, Milton Keynes already a growing place. Even Newport Pagnell's growing with new developments. So to think that a, a surgery can just absorb thousands of new patients with no impact, I just think defies common sense. Did you notice a di- well, I mean, was there a marked difference, Paul? You know, was it easier to get appointments a couple of years ago than it is now? It's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say for certain that, isn't it? Certainly, sometimes would I rather see a doctor earlier than I can see a doctor? Yes. And part of that is because there's thousands of extra patients. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine, and, and, and with the, you know, with the greatest respect, you want the willing uh, uh, village patients to kind of go back to their own surgery to, to to make it easier for you and your family. 
Well, yeah, well, I was at the meeting last night that you talked about right. on, on the news, and it, it kind of is amazing that you've got all political parties locally working together, a local surgery working, you know, a developer who's prepared to support this, despite the fact it's not normally his business, but he's prepared to put money in to help buy the, the building, and yet NHS England haven't sorted it. It's nuts, I mean, isn't it? You, you, because we, we all know, listen, it's difficult for everyone to get to see their doctor. We all know that, that, that uh, GP surgeries are pushed. We all know that wherever you live, more, more and more people are moving in. So to, to, you would think NHS England would be all over this. It would be great PR for them. Well, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, I know there's lots of changes in the NHS. They're under pressure with all the cuts and all that sort of thing. But it just seems common sense. And the thing about the meeting last, last night was that, you know, normally if you go to a meeting, you'd expect a, a, a bit of disagreement, whatever. It was a furious agreement. <laughs> every person in the room, every person in the room is saying, this is common sense. Why can't they just pull their fingers out and get yeah. on with it? Um so it's amazing. and as I say, lovely to see people putting party politics aside and yeah. getting on with. It. Yeah, and that's that. The Paul, listen, thank you very much indeed. Well, there's a new phrase for you. There's a fury. There was a furious agreement. That's Paul Days, a, a patient at Newport Pagnell Surgery that's been affected by this. Isabella Fraser is chair of Campbell Park Parish Council, which organised the meeting. Isabella, there was furious agreement last night. Is that right? Absolutely unanimous agreement all round. Gosh. <laughs> so the problem is NHS England, is it? Yes, it would appear to be. Well, no, it would appear to be NHS England with a, a subsidiary problem of the Homes and Communities Agency. And so, what what is what is the problem? Are they just are they just being slow? Are they not interested? Is there, is there are there legal problems? Uh, the NHS England are just, I think, being very very slow. It's not as if we haven't all been writing to them for months and months. This and has they, been going on for over two years. It has. We didn't pick it up until about six months ago maybe nine months ago, when we listed the surgery on our community asset register. Mm. But we couldn't go straight to buy it because it was a receivership which sort of cancels that out. What effect is this having on the, the, the local community, Isabella? A great deal of dissatisfaction. There are many elderly people in the five or six estates this serves, particularly my willing one, and they've, they've got to travel miles now some to Pennyland, some to Newport Pagnell, some down to somewhere around Walnut Tree and further afield. And it's not the easiest thing for elderly people to get about. Well, no, not at all. And, and obviously having a, a, a GP surgery that, that's, that's nearby is an important part of the community. Isabella, th thank you. I'm going to move on because I just want to squeeze in one more guest on this subject. Uh, that's Isabella Fraser, Chair of Campbell Park Parish Council. Well, finally, we've got the man who is proposing to buy the surgery building and reopen it, Duncan Mason. Morning, Duncan. Good morning. Why do you want to buy it? Um, I'm just a local guy who uh, I happen to, uh, my business happens to um, own a local centre next door. And uh, I was just approached to see if I could help. I think the problem, the problem's been that um, much as there's a lot of good, a lot of will to try and achieve something here, um, nobody actually had the cash to buy the the property so they asked me if I could help and uh, I'm a local guy and I, I thought it'd be quite nice if I could. So you're a businessman, you're not a doctor, you're not involved in the medical trade, uh, you, it would still be a surgery would it if you if you were able to buy it? Yeah 100% that's all, that's all I'm interested in buying it for. And what, what, what are the problems? Why, why is this not happening? 
Um, it, as uh, as we, we just heard, it just takes an awful long time to, uh, and an awful lot of bureaucracy to go through to try and get, uh, get things sorted out. There's the, a the doctor's surgery from Newport Pagnell that are extremely keen to um, operate, operate from the property, but um, it does take oh. NHS England um, uh, to, uh, to support that, as, as they do for every doctor's surgery, but the process from, of getting from... Uh, a to B takes an eternity. So you, there, there are doctors that are ready... You want to buy the building, and there are doctors that are ready to go in there and practice. That's, that's exactly right, yeah. It just seems nuts, Duncan, because this has been going on for, for nearly two years. I, I, I can't understand why NHS England wouldn't want to, at the very least, make themselves look good by sorting it out. Well, it'd be great if, uh, if they would. I mean, I, I don't think I, think... I think they'd probably say that... Um, they're not saying no, it's just that uh, it's a question of whether they'll say yes quickly enough. Mm. Is there a time limit, Duncan, on, on your involvement with this project? Uh, not from my perspective, but uh, the property's been on the market for about um, seven or eight months. Um, I think where we're quite lucky here is, is that the uh, uh, originally when the land was, I think, almost gifted um, to, to the then owner um, by the... By the uh, um, then commission for new towns in Milton Keynes. Mm. Um, there was a covenant placed on it that, that it can only be used for medical purposes. Well, um, you can probably imagine that uh, people um, speculate uh, that they can perhaps get around that. So there are other people that are bidding on this property for, for use um, other than as a medical centre. Duncan, as a, as a businessman, how, how confident are you that your, your plan uh, will go ahead? Um, I'm an optimist, so I think I'm quite positive. But uh, I think probably the reason I'm most positive is that uh, ultimately the property can't be used for anything other than a medical centre. Yeah. The Homes and Communities Agency um, have the ability to prevent anybody from using it from, for, for anything else other than that. And I think we're the only party bidding that are prepared to uh, continue using it um, for that purpose. So. Um, I can't quite understand why anybody else is, is bidding, to be honest, because I don't think they can use it for anything other than uh, than, um, than what we want to use it for. But, Dun um, Duncan, listen, I've got to move on. Well, the, the, we should have more local business people like you that are prepared to get involved and, uh, and try and shift and shape things in the community. Thank you very much indeed. Duncan Mason. Uh, 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had reports in of another accident on the M1 northbound, this time between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 12 for Flittick. Two lanes closed here, several cars and a van involved. Very, very uh, slow-moving queues coming past the Toddington services. M1 northbound also has a lane closed uh, after a lorry accident between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. A1 slow in both directions through the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout with queues to St Neots and delays also on the A5 southbound between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. Buses replace trains on Chilton Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Bratz for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16, it's Thursday the 12th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Over 100 residents attended a meeting in Milton Keynes last night to demand the reopening of a doctor's surgery, which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. The highest speed recorded on a 40 miles per hour road in 2014 was 150 miles an hour. It was local. And the Arriva bus... Oh, no, that's a bad thing. It was local. And the Arriva bus company says more wheelchair-accessible buses are being added to their fleet after a Luton carer complained that three drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on. See Three Counties Radio. Here comes Raffles. Raffles. Yeah, you, you little, you little tiptoeing, uh, tiptoeing around the studio earlier on, thinking I wouldn't notice. Yes, but you were actually on tippy toe, mm. and you were doing the hands as well, like your little the tiptoe hands. hands. Tiptoe hands. Well, I didn't want to uh, to ruin your flow. I just thought I could quietly slip in. <laughs> Hello. Find the times. Yep. Take it out. Well, no, I saw you cu- come in. I heard the door, and even when you tiptoe, you're still quite a noisy fellow. Let's be honest. <laughs> so it was very, very poor tiptoe. Oh. But you found the times, did you? Yes. You got it? Helpful? I, I, yeah, do you, do you need it back before nah, I... we'll no? be all right. We'll be all right with that. Are you sure? Well. I don't know. The, the, the times is at the bottom of my list. We've started getting uh, being sent uh, Le Figaro. <laughs> yeah, French newspaper. We get oh. Le Figaro. Did you order it, Catherine? Because you speak Le Francais. No, c'était pas moi. How if he does that? <laughs> so, listen. Um, me, Dealey, Dennis... Hey. You're not coming. Dennis, oh. Dave, uh, and we, we'll, I'll persuade Matt to and come. And me. Catherine, you're not coming. And JVS, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, it's on me. I'll even buy you a hot dog. Wow. It's very kind of you, but... I want a hot dog. Get Catherine, down. I think I might prefer to uh, cut off my own limbs and eat them. Like he said, he'd buy you a hot dog. Catherine, I'm going to turn your microphone off. Get on my nerves. What well, I... I don't understand your, what's, your, what's your beef, it, mate. It doesn't sound much fun. What Who mean? did you say it was? So me and Justin. Yeah. That's certainly plenty of banter. Yeah. Um, Dennis from Dunstable, Dave Luton mm-hmm. and Grumpy Matt. Come on, come on. Watching Fifty Shades of... It sounds like a, a, a very awkward evening. I'll even bring a little bit of gaffer tape so we can play afterwards. What? Come on, it'll be a laugh. We'll have a laugh. We'll have a laugh. That's a that's not a no, that's a maybe, isn't it? That is a maybe. That's a maybe, Catherine, isn't it? Oh my god. I'll definitely You're not coming. That is a maybe. I'll get Dealey to work on you. I'll think about it and I'll get one of my team to get back to you. Which one of your team? Um Matt Lockwood today. <laughs> I'm glad to see you're taking my request seriously. Is Lockers on your show? Yeah. <laughs> Who's he replacing? Sarah. Oh, so he'll be upstairs for most of it. Mm. <laughs> My way. <laughs> oh, dear. What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine. Do you think it's acceptable for families to put secret cameras in care homes? Uh, Health Policy Monitor, the Care Quality Commission, have published a practical guide for families who want to secretly film their relatives in care homes. The CQC accepts that opinion is split on whether or not it's acceptable to secretly film people in care, but they say we must recognise some people wish to do so. The Chief Inspector of Social Care, Andrea Sutcliffe, has told the BBC not everyone gets good care and she accepts that for some families, filming their loved ones may be the answer. 
However, Nadra Ahmed from the National Care Association says if we're helping people film in secret, the relationship of trust between families and carers is broken. Oh. Those relationships mean nothing, she says. From nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think it's acceptable for families to put secret cameras in care homes? Yes. You do? Yeah, totally. Totally. My mum's in a care home and I wouldn't have a problem with it in the slightest. Now, the, the, the majority of carers in the care home she's in are great. There is one who um, we had issues with. But also, when mum was at home, she would have carers coming in, supplied by the council. Two of them nicked all her jewellery and all her cash. So, unfortunately, it's a very badly paid job and uh, some of the people that do this job, tiny minority, are complete and utter dodgepots. So where would you have the cameras, then? In your mum's bedroom? Uh, that in would require bathroom? some thought, but yeah, um, yeah in, in the bedroom, yeah. In the bathroom? She's got an ensuite bathroom from the room? She's got an ensuite bathroom. My initial reaction is to say no to the bathroom, and then, of course, that would mean that, that, that you know, abuse could, could go on in there. I, yeah. I, I would probably say and, no to the bathroom. And possibly, dare I suggest, possibly more abuse occurs in the bathroom than it does in the bedroom. I, would, I don't think so. No? No, because I, 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 I think the kind of abuse uh, in, in, in these sort of instances is people being treated disrespectfully, and by that I mean, you know, being ignored and being told to shut up and stop whinging and stop crying and get on with it. Um, and also people that have fallen on the floor that are ignored. I think it's more that kind of abuse. I would... I would... I've seen footage, though, before, very yep. upsetting footage, yep. of so-called carers mm. trying to help an elderly person wash or clean themselves yep. after going to the toilet. And because they have presumably found their, the task so disgusting in some way they've taken it out on the on the yep. person themselves and they've been absolutely awful mm -hmm. and if you're going to put cameras haven't you got to have them in the bathroom in order to protect the resident from abuse there when maybe they are feeling even more vulnerable you could i could we could go down the rabbit hole in this i would suggest and this is just off the top of my head cameras in the bedroom um but a microphone that would pick up what's going on in the in the, the bathroom to okay. afford some privacy but if someone's saying, oh, you dirty old so-and-so, which people do, unfortunately, that would be recorded. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you think it's acceptable for families to put secret cameras in care homes? Your call on 08459 455 555. Three Counties Sport. It was a mixed bag of results for our teams last weekend. It's Stevenage nil, Oxford 2. And it's a third goal for Luton Town. And this weekend, we'll have four more live games for you. Watford at home to Blackburn, the Hornets who lost last week, but that was because of a very poor decision and a sending off. MK Dons against Bristol City. Big game this one, second versus first in the hunt for promotion to the Championship. Luton are away to Oxford. The Hatters are still going well and are hoping for automatic promotion. Stevenage at Mansfield, the Borough looking to get back to winning ways. Live commentary on your local team. Saturday from two here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we've been talking about this story all morning. A Luton woman claims three separate bus drivers refused to pick up her and her grandmother, saying they couldn't accommodate the 80-year-old's wheelchair. Well, this despite the fact they'd used the same number one service to get into town in the first place. Let's speak to the editor of uh, the Disability Now website. It's Ian McRae. Morning, Ian. Hi, Ian. Um, it's not a great story. We've spoken to Arriva Buses, and they assure us that uh, their buses will be wheelchair-friendly by March. 
I thought that this had all been sorted out already, though, that, that, that buses had to be wheelchair accessible. I, I think the, the problem is that because buses are now... Bus services around the country are now provided by such a range of private providers, it's much fewer than it was back in the, in the 1980s, um, when I was living in the northeast, and there was, you know, there were probably three people providing bus services in just the city of Newcastle. Um, and now there are much fewer, and they're much bigger. But you still, so in London, <clears throat> I think it's pretty pretty much the case. All buses have to be wheelchair accessible, whereas elsewhere, so in Luton, um, they they can take their time about doing that. But you know, it, it's crazy, isn't it? We live in a world where somebody's told, <clears throat> sorry, this bus isn't you can't get on this bus but the one behind it you might be able to get on or you might not mm. you know for me we ought to be we ought to be in a world where anybody can get on any bus at any time just as we ought to be in a world where going back to your previous discussion we shouldn't have to be putting cameras in the rooms of you know of older and disabled people in in care facilities because we ought to have carers who are who are there to do the job properly must be humiliating. I imagine it will be humiliating for someone who's in a wheelchair, that they're waiting for the bus, the bus comes and the driver goes, yeah, sorry, you can't get on. That, yeah. that must feel pretty lousy. Well, I think frustrating, probably, rather than... Right. I mean, as well as humiliating, probably. But, you know, you think, well, how long are we going to sit here and, you know, how would anybody else... The, the, the thing is, you say, how would anybody else feel if the driver said to them, sorry, mate, your hair's too... You know, you've got one of those big sort of Afro kind of haircuts, your hair's too big to get on this bus, um, you know, that would not be permitted, you know, that yeah. would not be, and it wouldn't be allowable, quite rightly so. So, just to have somebody say to you, you cannot get on this bus, is, is, is an act that, that shouldn't be happening to people. I used to live in London, and they do nearly, well, all the buses I saw were wheelchair accessible, and they would do this thing where they would have to drive up close to the curb, big double-decker buses, drive up close to the curb, uh, lower the bus, and then a ramp would come out. And yeah. I'd seen on several occasions the driver spend six, seven, eight minutes trying to get the ramp down and couldn't do it, because you've got to position it really accurately. And he'd say, oh, I'm sorry, mate, I've tried, and then he'd go off. Yeah. So, there's, you know, there, there is still that kind of attitude of... Um, well, your journey is not as important as my journey. Well, and the other thing that we've recently had, and sorry, we, I, I appreciate that you're, <laughs> you're broadcasting to, to uh, the Luton and vicinity, and I'm in London, but, you know, we've recently had in London the whole bus wars thing where, you know, is that space available oh. for wheelchair users or for parents? Is it for buses? buggies or is it for wheelchairs? Exactly. I know, that's a great one, isn't it? Mm. What was the, the ruling in that was? It's, wasn't it whoever gets there first yeah. gets it? First come, first served, basically. Um, and you know the, the fact is that it's it is and it, it is a big step forward that wheelchair users can use buses at all. That's a massive step yeah, forward, yeah. and it opens up travel in in, in wherever, wherever people live, you know, tremendously. But if you then have to say, oh, well, hang on, there's somebody with a buggy there, you know, I'm going to have to kind of b uh, battle with them to see who gets on the bus first. As you say, you know, the wheelchair user may have to wait for the ramp to be lowered, mm. you know, by which time presumably the person with the buggy's already in, in, on, on the bus and ready to go. Things are getting better, but there's, there's still a long way to go. Do, do you think we're ever going it, to... It's ever going to be sorted so that, that, that everybody's happy and, and, and can get wherever they want to get to, Ian? Oh... <laughs> I would really like... That's a world-weary sigh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing stuff about this, you know, for, for more than 30 years now. And we've certainly come a long way since then. Um, you know, but, but it is still the case. And, um, you know, we're not just talking about 
physical in a way physical access is you know is the easiest thing to sort out it might cost money and so forth but what what disabled people are much more likely to run up against are just you know the sort of negative attitudes towards us that some people have and you know that's not been helped any by the fact that we've we've just gone through this massive period of of austerity and um, reform what the government refers to as reform of the social security system you know where disabled people are presented as scroungers and um, you know cheats and that we're out for anything we can get from the benefit system you know that is simply just not you know statistically apart from anything else that is provably not the case and therefore you know we've got to get to a point where people stop regarding disabled people as difficult to deal with as you know a problem to be solved and start thinking of disabled people as, as members of society ian thank you very much indeed ian mccray editor of the disability now website travel news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio Let's have a look at these accidents on the M1 northbound. First of all, we've got two lanes closed because of an accident involving several cars and a van between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 12 for Flittick. Very slow coming past the Toddington services there. M1 northbound also has a lane closed after an accident. Uh, That's a fuel spill that's being cleared between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. A1 slow in both directions past the uh, Black Cat roundabout with queues to St Neots and having a look at the A5 southbound queuing between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. Buses replace trains also on Chiltern Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Bratz for BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A businessman who's ready to buy and reopen a Milton Keynes doctor's surgery is calling on NHS England to speed up the process. Over 100 residents attended a meeting last night to demand the reopening of the Willen surgery, which closed down suddenly almost two years ago. A doctor who sexually abused children at hospitals in Buckinghamshire will be sentenced later today. Guidelines are being issued for the first time on the use of hidden cameras to monitor the care of elderly and vulnerable people. And Britain's worst speeding offenders in 2014 have been revealed with the highest speed on a 40 miles per hour road recorded on the A10 in Hertfordshire. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chelsea remained seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after Williams' 89th-minute goal gave them a 1-0 win over Everton at Stamford Bridge. His manager, Jose Mourinho. Every time I won the title, I always won a couple of matches in the last minute. I don't think there are champions without one game, two games with a last-minute victory. So it was our first time this season, and I think the boys' spirit deserves that. Second place Manchester City won 4-1 at Stoke with Sergio Aguero scoring twice. Manchester United are up to third after a 3-1 home win over Burnley. Elsewhere, West Brom beat Swansea 2-0. Crystal Palace and Newcastle drew one all. Southampton and West Ham drew 0-0. Aston Villa of sack manager Paul Lambert. Their defeat at Hull on Tuesday night saw Villa drop into the bottom three. The one-time Wickham manager had signed a new four-year contract in September. More from Pat Murphy. After the eye-watering TV bonanza 24 hours earlier, Randy learned has acted to protect his investment. The looming threat of relegation concentrated Mr Lerner's mind and despite enjoying the best working relationship he'd had with any Villa manager, Mr Lerner cast Lambert aside to preserve a top-flight status that's lasted since 1988. 
With 13 games left, Villa need a shrewd appointment. Luton have appealed against skipper Steve McNulty's red card in Tuesday's draw with York. McNulty is facing a four-game ban after his second dismissal of the season. The FA will announce their verdict ahead of Saturday's home game with Carlisle. And Silverstone will stage this year's MotoGP. The Motorcycle Grand Prix will take place over the last weekend in August. It comes after Tuesday's announcement that Donington Park would not be hosting the event. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. of me not going to the cinema. You, why would... I mean, I'm going to go with the lads. By the lads, I mean Dealey, Matt, uh, Dennis and indeed Dave from Luton. I'm JBS. more of a man than half of them. <laughs> Put together. Come on. Yes. Don't be mean about it. OK, you're not going. Yep, oh. next. Uh, aliens. I've got uh, some texts. Do you want to hear Yeah, them? let's go some texts. This is an we'll interesting uh... one from a, a bus insider. Yeah. Uh, and I've been told not to use a name. OK. Let's call him Steve. OK. Let's not call him anything. In case he is, is called is Steve. Is his name Steve? No. Okay. All right. Might be. Oh. Is it this Mark? Isn't how anonymity works. Anonymity. Anonymity. It's easy for you to say. Hi, morning crew. Hello. <laughs> Don't mention my name, Plez. But the new high curbs in Luton that have been put in at some uh, bus stops are too mm. high for the electric ramps on some buses. Oh, yeah. So the buses are wheelchair friendly, but the ramps won't sit to the high curbs. Oh, blimey. We'll keep an eye on that. Sorry, I'm not actually listening. I'm, I'm, I'm ordering a book about Jan and Dean. Can you listen? Because this that could be a, that could have been an important scoop. Okay, and now there's a book about uh, Kim Gordon. No, listen. Did you hear what I said? No. The buses are wheelchair friendly, but the curbs have been put in. They're too high in Luton. Hello. Is this on? Sorry, I'm not listening. What are you saying? I'm I'm trying to order a book about Jan and Dean. Go. You're not. Even, what? I'm pretending to listen now. You're not pretending because I can hear you typing. Go on, carry on. Look at me. Let me just click With on your this. face. Oh, the whole face? Yes. I want to see your eyes front. OK, go. The buses are wheelchair-friendly in Luton, but so, ah, some of the curbs are too high. 
that's why there's problems. OK, thanks. Right, did you get that? Yeah. The bu- Tell me what I just said. There's a bus. <sighs> Anything else? Yeah. I know you love a documentary on YouTube. E- so does this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Another anonymous one, probably the FBI. Yeah. When the alien talk comes up, there are always people calling about if there's life and sending signals out into space or if we've received signals. The fact is... There's been direct contact for over 50 years. WTF! If you take a couple of hours out, you need to look up something on YouTube Uh, called The Disclosure Project by Stephen Greer. Okay. Where he has testimony from over 500 top-secret people. Okay. Well, they're not that top-secret, are they? Hey, listen, Scott. From government, military, astronauts and private corporations who've come on the record about this. It's really mind-blowing. And these are genuine, credible people. Okay. That's complete and utter nonsense. And then there's loads of stuff saying... Let Catherine go to Fifty Shades of Grey with she, the boys. She can go. No, I want to go, go with you lot. I want to go with Matt. Dealey, dealey, dealey. Hello, boss. She doesn't understand what a lad's night out to see a soft porn <laughs> film is, does she? No, I have to say, on this particular occasion, Kath, I'm really, really sorry about this, but it's lads only. You might need some stuff explaining to you, that's all I'm thinking. No, uh, can oh, you no, 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 no we certainly won't need that. You told me, told me to see Alan Partridge and there was a bit of nudity Catherine, in that. Catherine, what? can I just say, what? one of the reasons you can't go is... Could you do your top-up, please? Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Honestly, that's the kind of slapdash behaviour uh, that we expect from you, and we will not... It's a boys' night out. Yes. How can we speak freely? How can we be free oh, and easy? normally, you hold it all in. Kath, why do you want to go? Because I'm not allowed, mostly. Justin, same reason Justin, I know the offside rule. Justin, I'm going to do some reverse psychology. Just bear with me. It's going to sound okay. dangerous, but trust me. OK. OK, you can come. Excellent. What time? Didn't work, Just. Just tell her a different time. Yeah, OK, six o'clock. Justin, I'll be with you in a second. Lynn's in Hazelmere. You've been on a bus, have you, Lynn? Uh, I have, yes. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> what was it like? <laughs> it's all right. I like Well, thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us, Lynn? Um, I just wanted to say thank you. You know, there's so much negativity. But a couple of weeks ago, when we had the bad weather, oh, yeah. my mum was waiting at the bus stop, and where we live in Hazelmere, the traffic was crazy, all stacked back, and she could see the bus in the distance, and it was really cold. And the bus driver got off the bus, walked up, oh. and walked back with my mum to the bus. Did he really? Yeah, and I thought that was so nice. Well, you see, isn't it? Now, it's little things like that that make that have such a big impact. Yeah, it did to my mum. You know, she she's told everybody, and she was so thrilled that this gentleman did that for her. Um, you know, it made her day, and uh, I thought you know, it was lovely because you hear so much from bus drivers. Or what was the what was the route, Lynn? It was the number thirty-one going from Penn through Hazelmere into High Wycombe. Well, about uh, half past nine on the Tuesday. Whoever that bus driver was, if you're listening, if you know him, uh, genuinely. Well done, because there are so... I, 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 I've, I do have a little bit of beef with bus drivers, Lynn. I've met so many of them. It's partly because I'm a grumpy man, and I think I bring out the grumpy... All right, girls. I think I bring out the grumpiness in people, but I've met so many of them that, that, that are quite rude. There are some really nice ones, but so many that are quite rude. So to hear a story like that is absolutely brilliant. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you. Have Did, a lovely day. And you too. It's nice, isn't it? That's nice, Justin. Beautiful stuff. That's great. Most bus drivers, you know. (laughs) Although I was once, when I was in Edinburgh, the first time... 24 years ago. 
uh, I got a bus uh, with uh, a friend and we didn't have a clue where we were going. And the bus driver, I said, can you shout when we're at the stop for this place? He went, OK, yeah. yeah. He, he went off the route. He drove off the route and took us to the door of where we were going. Aww. I had a bus driver experience in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. It was Halloween. We were dressed up. Oh, yeah. It was time to go home. Oh, yeah. The bus pulls up, the doors open, and we asked whether this bus went to a certain place. Yeah. The response from the bus driver... Get on the effing bus. Wowzers. Wow. Well, as I've said on this show, show before, I've been kidnapped by a bus driver who held me hostage. Huh? Sorry? I was kidnapped by a bus... I've told you this. Yeah, no. what, what were you refusing to do? I was refusing to get off the bus. <laughs> that so, makes sense. So he kicked everyone off the bus and I refused yeah. to. Why? Why? I don't remember. So he then drove on at a pay. Oh, no, because the what's, the front doors were broken, so he wanted everyone to get off the bus. No, no, no. You said you wouldn't throw yourself and out I the said, door. And no, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm staying, mate. Drive. So we, we sat in the bus stalemate for ten minutes. Then he drove. He drove at high speeds. And then I dinged the bell for the bus stop. <laughs> he laughed maniacally, Justin, and refused <laughs> to stop the bus, right? Yeah. So then I phoned up the bus company. I said, I'm being held hostage by your bus driver. It's like a less sexy speed. It was very unsexy uh, and very not speed-like. But then, because you can open the door with a button. Can you? So, yes, you can. On the inside, there's a button. Oh. Wow. Uh, and so I opened the door with the button. Mm. And I jumped off the bus. While he was still driving? Yeah. Uh, That's a very dangerous thing to do. I say he was still driving. He'd slowed down to approach a roundabout. I what jumped a guy off. you are. Mate, what a guy. What a guy. I mean, yeah. seriously, though. It's like Keanu Reeves. And then I once held up a bus... Because the um, the bus driver hated me for some reason. Hated me, right? I wonder why. Why? 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 No, he's so likable. And he would make a point of, if he saw me at the bus stop, he'd pull out into the second lane and drive on. <laughs> right? Ah. Why would he do that? But then he got yeah. caught in traffic. Oh. So do you know what I did? Jumped on. I went and, no, no, no. Oh. I went and stood in front of the bus and filmed him. And it's fine while he's stuck in traffic, right? Then the traffic went and I just stood there. So I'm filming him. He's got his hand over his face. And then my wife walks past. She went, Ian, I will see you at home in five minutes. (laughs) Boss, I've I've got to make this point. Yes, sir. Your beef with bus drivers is out of control. Just deal with it. Go and see somebody. If you're a bus driver and you're available at half past seven tomorrow morning, come in and meet Ian and (laughs) and let's, um, let's have some peace talks. My bus driver used to drive past the bus stop so and park pull over closer to my house for me. Just me. Thanks. Thanks, Bless. Kai. Thanks. Justin. Yeah. Flowers. Mm. We'll do it after the web, if that's all right. OK. I want to give you the full uh, uh, run of the studio. How big's your uh, ego this morning? Well, it's pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty low this morning, to be pretty honest. Pretty low? Yeah, can you pump it up? Yeah, I can pump it up for you. Beautiful. I'm in uh, Hemel Hempstead, my town, this morning. Yeah. And uh, I, I call it the town of love. <laughs> why, is, why is that? Uh, because I live here. Okay. And um, I've been up to the... Uh, so does the real Christian Grey, according to the sun. Yeah, He's exactly. a very mucky, mucky here. pup. In Hemel, it all happens. Um, so I've been up to the Queen Square, and uh, the, the radio car got surrounded by, uh, by your fans. Oh, yeah, asking various questions. Um, they wanted to know, what was Dave and Luce in a real person? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. We want to know that, don't we? Yeah. Um, they wanted to know, were you a real person? Well, yeah, duh. 
Yes. And uh, they also said how much they enjoy the programme because they never okay. quite know what's going to happen next. Well, do, do you know what's going to happen next? Go on. I'm going to cut you off mid-flow. We'll get more from Justin afterwards. It's weird, isn't it, to think that people listen to this nonsense? It's reassuring. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it is. I'd rather do this and have no-one listen. Well, let's carry on pretending no one's listening. OK, 08459 455 555. We'll get Why are you giving out the number if no one's listening? Uh, have we got any texts from yeah. no one listening? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. have they said? Everyone who's not listening says, let Kath go to the cinema. Oh, shut up, Catherine. Tight. You're just making that up, love. I'm not. You are. I'm not. Do you know not... names? Marie Simpson. Don't be mean, Ian. Let Catherine go with you. OK. Uh, and we've also... I'm not having it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound has two lanes closed because of an accident involving several cars and a van between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 12 for Flittick. M1 northbound slow. Uh, there's a lane closure here as well between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. A1 slow in both directions through the roadworks at the Black Cat roundabout with queues to St Neots. A5 southbound uh, queuing between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. And the M25 anti-clockwise very slow uh, coming past uh, Junction 19 for Watford. Those uh, delays are between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. Buses replace trains also on Chiltern Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Bratz for BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, you are! 8.45, bang on the nose. Thursday, the 12th, February. BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. A businessman who is ready to buy and reopen a Milton Keynes doctor's surgery is calling on NHS England to speed up the process. Guidelines are being issued for the first time on the use of hidden cameras to monitor the care of elderly and vulnerable people. And the Areva Bus Company says more wheelchair-accessible buses are being added to their fleet after a Luton carer complained that three drivers refused to let her and her wheelchair-bound grandmother on. Your calls, Justin Dealey, all of that coming after the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you, Ian. Much more of the same again today. Mostly cloudy, limited brightness, maybe the odd patch drizzle, but most places are going to be dry. It's still going to be on the cold side, though. Highs of only 4 or 5 Celsius. And not much of a drop in temperature tonight, thanks to that layer of cloud. Lows of 2 or 3 Celsius. Much of the night will be dry, but we could well start to see some showers pushing across as we head towards dawn. And a blustery day tomorrow. Further showers through the morning. And these eventually giving away to a more persistent spell of rain in the afternoon, and it will become quite windy. A slightly milder day tomorrow, 8 or 9 Celsius is the high, but it may not feel that way given the wind and the rain. And then for the weekend, while well, we return to the quiet, mainly dry but often cloudy theme, perhaps a bit more brightness on both Saturday and Sunday, and certainly a little bit milder with a high of 8 or 9 Celsius on both days. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect this to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and reminded them of the statutory rights which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jbsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they they have put him right into me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Um, let's go to... Um, who should, oh, I don't know where to go to, Catherine. Your call. Uh, go to a person is listening, Fader One. Morning, per- person is listening, Fader One. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening, all right. Oh. Blimey. Who? Yeah. Oh. Can you... Who is this? It's Dr. Watts. Hey! We were all a little bit scared there. No, don't be scared, mate. I'm playing secret work called Lottery. See if I can get a call in before the boss Hey! <laughs> Your boss is a loser. Your boss is a loser. He's Marshall got Lamps. At Marshall Lamps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see you in my cards later. Hey! You all right, Watty? Yes, mate. I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I'm fine. What does the day hold for you in uh, what is genuinely a very exciting, very cool job? Yeah, it's the coolest job in the world, isn't it? Well, I've got like a million amps to fix. Yep. Appointments due any minute. It's grey outside. I'm looking at my boss through the window. Yeah. He's not listening, so that's... Excellent. Your boss is a loser. Your boss is a loser. At Marshall Amps. At Marshall Amps. So who's coming in with their um, defective amp? Is it going to be Lemmy from Motorhead? Is it going to be Slash? Who knows? Could be anyone. Oh. Have you... Could when be was anyone. It, Could be was you. A, well, yeah. When was the last time you had a famous person in? Oh, I don't know. It's been a while, actually. Yeah. It's been a while. But, hey, anyway, look, I'll be in next Friday morning. I'm bringing my daughter in to see you. Hey! How old's your daughter? She's 14 and she wants to work in radio and she wants to see you guys. Well, she can come and she can come and do it. She can sit in my chair and do a bit of it if she wants. Oh, ding dong. Ding well. dong, indeed. Yeah, she can come in and sit in my chair. She can interview me or Kath. There we go. That's that sorted. Yeah. Wicked. Well, we'll see you next Friday. Ta-ta! Uh, tomorrow, between half seven and eight o'clock, if you want to turn up one Hastings Street, you knock on the door, there's a little buzzer, actually. You press the intercom, you come in, you come and sit in the studio with us, and um, you chat. That's she can it. come. If you, want to, if you want to come and do a bit of radio, well, I'll swap seats. I'm quite happy to do that. I mean, she thinks she wants to work in radio. We might be able to cure her of that. <laughs> uh, Kerry's on the line. Good morning, Kerry. Because before we, uh, we get to you, Kerry, we've had a really angry um, tweet from oh. Jason. Ian, stop saying Texas. It's Texas. It's Texas. Unbelievable. Picking up on the way we pronounce stuff. Kerry, what have you got for us? Good morning, Ian. Good morning, no- Kerry. <laughs> um, could you please say February properly? Could I say you- what? What? Sorry. <laughs> February. I am saying it properly, <laughs> Kerry. You're missing out one of the key ingredient letters. <laughs> you are going to have the whole of Hearts, Beds and Bucks changing the way that Bed we say our months. months. Sorry, Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Yes. The way we change our saying of February. Every morning you say it, and my kids aren't here now, they're in school, and they scream down the radio. <laughs> yeah. To you. yeah, good. That I, they, well, because I'm, I'm uh, giving them the education, Kerry. It seems you are incapable of giving them. Spell February to me. F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. Thank you. Now... So, Seb Ru-Ari, if you want to be pedantic. No, I don't want to be pedantic. I want to be accurate. That's the word. That's the word. I want to be accurate. February. (laughs) What's your beef, Kiri? What's your beef, Kiri? You sound like a child. No, I do not. (laughs) I do not, Kiri. Thank you very much indeed. Justin? Yes, boss. I'll be with you in a second. I'm just annoying all of the callers. (laughs) Liz is on the line. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Liz. What would you like to say? Well, Catherine, I think you should get a girly night to the pictures, to the cinema, and go to the same cinema and see who enjoys enjoys themselves the most. But define it in well, I don't actually. Don't define enjoying ourselves. I think um, it will be a fun night. Yes. Are you are you busy? Well, I would love to come with she you. She doesn't but... want to go with you. <laughs> it's her idea, and she hey, doesn't well, want to go with you. Because I've got a bad foot. 
Sarah this morning. Come. Believe me. <laughs> a bad for she, Liz thinks you should go on a girlie's night out, but even she doesn't want to go with you on I that girly night I'd out. She's unbelievable. She's got a bad foot, Just. I'm sure we can, we'll get you a roller skate or something. She's got, Just, Just, she's got a bad foot. I can't oh. come to the cinema. Why not? I've got a bad foot. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. Can you sit, can you sit down at the cinema? Yeah, Liz, listen, it's it's very kind of you to patronise Catherine in that way. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Liz. Ev says, um, Ev from Luton, who, by the way, is a man, he confirmed for me yesterday. Oh, nice one, Ev. So it's short for evidence, then. So it is then. Everard, I think. OK. Um, he says, I can go with him. Is he? Mm. Uh, OK, well, fine, listen, I'm not stopping you. I'm not banning me, you. Ev, Kevall, uh, you know, Chris Luton, I, we're all going. Yeah, because they, they're expecting... Anyway... I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying you can't go. Everard would be a great go. person to go with. Sorry. Everard would be a great person to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying she can't go. Just. I, I don't. I don't get what the problem is here. No. Because the problem well, is right. Go on. I'd be able to help you with that because I've read one and a half of the books, so I can tell you where it no, deviates from no, the. No. We want to go and dry. You'll be like one of those sad sacks, Catherine, that goes to Shakespeare and <laughs> reads it, re is reading the book while they're acting it. I won't be, I'll be muttering. That's not in the book. No, oh, that's not in the no, book. No, no, no. He doesn't use one of Listen, those. Boyle, we are not we are not saying you can't go. If you want to go with some of the listeners, that's absolutely fine, my darling. I do, well, I want to go with Matt and well, Dennis. Arrange it with no. them. Me and Dealey are going with Matt with Dennis and with David. Dave Luton. Yeah, and we're going to have a great time and you're not invited. Joe in Letchworth wants to go as well. Jo go with Joe. No, with mm. you. Well, Joe's not invited with us. We've, I think we've reached out at full capacity for the minibus. What if I splash you in Nando's? Nah. No, no. You can have an ice Listen, cream. I... No, 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 no. Listen, this is... No, Catherine. These tickets... I'm splashing out on these tickets... I am treating the boys. You're not mm. invited. Simple as. Fair Good luck. Thank you. Justin, mm. you are convinced... You, well, you're an old-fashioned man. Some would say a very dated, outdated man. Who's saying that? Thanks very much for coming on the air, Justin Daly. No. Um, I think the world is, Justin, when you talk about um, roses being romantic. Where's yes. your imagination? Well, it's, it, it is romantic. Who are la imagination dans la deals? Shut up. 12 red roses on Valentine's Day. How romantic is that? Very, very romantic. No, mate, it's, it's a, a cliche. It's a no, dull, it's not. boring cliche. No, it's not. All, all the papers this morning are full of this, saying that women don't want roses on Valentine's Day. It's yeah. too cliché. Yeah. Uh, some roses are as cheap as £3.99. That's little, guys. Is, yeah, little price. So, uh, this morning, I'm in the town of love, hashtag my town, Hemel Hempstead, asking people, <laughs> are roses on Valentine's Day too cliché? Here's what people had to say. Sir, Ian Lee back in our studio is saying that 12 red roses for Valentine's Day, it's too cliché. What do you think about roses on Valentine's Day? A lot of rubbish. Day? A waste of time and money. Come on, talk to me. Why? It's a waste of time and money. But why? Because that was just a waste of time and money. So you never bought roses for... No, I wouldn't buy I wouldn't buy a woman rose. I wouldn't even buy the Valentine's card. But why not? Because they're not watered. So what would you spend your money on instead? A, a couple of pints. Thanks for your time, sir. You're more than welcome. Enjoy enjoy the, the, enjoy, and, and you have a lovely yeah, day as yeah, well. Enjoy the day of love. Oh, thank Bye. you. Cheers. Robin, uh, a superstore which is playing Shaka Demons and Pliers. I'm impressed. Uh, madam, if you received 12 red roses on Valentine's Day, how would that make you feel? 
I wouldn't be happy at all. Why? Because you can give roses on any day of the Boom. year. Boom! And I think you shouldn't have one day just to show someone that you love them. So what would you prefer to receive on Valentine's Day? What's more original? Something a bit quirky. Take me out on a picnic to the middle of nowhere. or <laughs> Something quirky and silly. I think you've been reading Fifty Shades of Grey, judging not, by that answer. not read Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm impressed by this. Come on. Yeah, twist and shout. Thanks, madam. Take care. OK, bye. Margaret, lovely jacket, lovely mobility scooter. Um, if your husband bought you 12 red roses for the day of love. How would that make you feel? Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Something very special, isn't it, 12 yeah. red roses? Yeah. yeah, wonderful. I love flowers. How long have you been married for now? 57 years. Please tell me he buys you 12 red roses every year for Valentine's Day. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what are you doing with him? He might treat me other ways, perhaps. Yeah. Well, look, if it doesn't work out for you... Give me a call, yeah? I will. Take care, thank you. Bye-bye. Linda, you're married. If your husband turned up on Saturday with 12 red roses, would you think you tacky so-and-so or would you love it? I'd love it. It'd be really nice. But it doesn't have to be red roses. Any flowers would be nice. So it's not cliche at all. You would get pure pleasure from that. Pure pleasure, yeah. Plus the kiss and the cuddle afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Justin, Justin, that's mate. an abuse of your position. Yeah, you can't it, be picking people up. Uh, now listen, we're having a we're having a boys' night out. Yes. To see Fifty Shades of Grey. Here, here. Laura. Hello. What, now, what? What have you called in for, Laura? I want to go with you. Yeah, I do. Hang on, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. My, my husband won't go. Okay, so you want to go, Laura, to the boys' <laughs> night out to see Fifty Shades of Grey with me, Justin. Dave Luton, Matt and Dennis in Dunstable. <laughs> yes, because my husband won't go. Do you know what, Laura? Yes. You can come with us. What? <laughs> what about me? We go, I, I will let you... Justin, I'm, I'm not crossed the line there. Laura can come with us, can't she? I think so, yeah. No, no, no problem with that. I will critique it for you. Go, Laura, listen, do you know what? It would be useful to get a lady's perspective <laughs> as well as the geezer's perspective. So, yeah, do you know what, Laura? Yeah, you, you, you are more than welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Laura, we'll be in touch. We'll sort out the date. She sounds like fun, doesn't she, Just? Oh, she does, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to have her. Sorry, Kels. We'll have a great time. Yeah, Laura. it'd be nice for her to come. All right, brilliant. Well, we'll sort that out. Keep Laura's number. We'll give her a call. Yeah, yeah. Bob, you're the last call of uh, my show. What have you got? Hello, just, just letting you know that I bought my wife some flowers for Valentine's Day. There's a packet of self-raising and a packet of plain flour. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. <laughs> What a guy. <laughs> Justin, on that bombshell, what a guy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound still has two lanes closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 12 for Flittick after an accident there. M1 northbound, one lane closed here too after an accident. It's a fuel spillage that's keeping that closed between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. Toaster Road is blocked in both directions. We've just had reports in of an accident between Mount Hill Avenue and Dean's Hanger Road. Those queues are all the way back to Poundfield Road. A1 slow in both directions through the roadworks at the Black Cat Roundabout and the M25 anti-clockwise. Very, very slow now between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. Buses replace trains on Chiltern Railway between Leamington Spa and Banbury. I'm Paula Brett for BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Paula. Excellent stuff. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Um, We will be sorting out the uh, lads' trip. 
with one exception, to see Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm looking forward to it now. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow between half seven and eight, you can just rock up to the studio and come and sit in the studio with me and Catherine until six o'clock tomorrow from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think it's acceptable for families to put secret cameras in care homes? Health policy monitor...